Yeah. It's, I've only got probably 20 minutes. I can be out here. I got to drive the curse. Americans and the rest of the world. I'm Sean coming to you from the Triple Crown Wrestling Desk, and welcome to another great Sunday. Hey everybody, this is Randy coming to you from the Lake Cumberland Speedway Desk, just trying to make the world better. I'm Sean. I'm Randy. And this is Rule America. Randall, Sean, how we doing? Good. Brandon, Brian. Hi, y'all. Hello. You guys good? There we go. You got us? Yeah, yeah. we're on. We're on right now. Oh, perfect. Who sounds better, me or Brandon? Um, I don't know. Brian, you say something first. Well, okay. I'm talking right now. Okay. Now, Brandon. Well, you know, no matter how, what the... What we're saying always sound better than Brian regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the weather down there? Sunny. Well, almost sunny. It's nice and crisp. Yeah, it's nice and terrible. It's, uh, up here. it's raining here where I'm at. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So Looks you... like we're going to be rained out. So, uh, your guys' uh, season started on your sports events, right? Yeah, Brand, I'll, uh, Brandon, you go ahead. Yeah, Triple Crown Wrestling, man. You guys are, you guys have been in the full swing on winter, haven't you? Yep. Oh, yeah. We haven't slowed down. Uh, we've, uh, let's see, we took off in November uh, for a month to reset a few things. And then we hit a full swing from December till now. And uh, we're still going very, very strong right now. So uh, June, I'm probably taking off. I haven't decided whether I'm doing a show or not, but uh, for right now, it's planned to take off in June. Yeah, and you guys are on like, uh, AIM TV now, right? Uh, AIM Country Music Television, yes. Okay. Yeah, they, they picked us up, and uh, I appreciate y'all for being uh, uh, partners with us on that. I've got y'all. A nice little commercial going on there too. Hey, hey you appreciate that for yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah. Hey, he said the uh, the invoice is in the mail too, guys. He's going to charge for all that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> right. And uh, Sean, you, you and Randy, um, I don't know which one of you two are older, Randy or Sean, but um, if you guys have not checked out Triple Crown Wrestling, when you check this out, it is the old school wrestling. Did it? It isn't this stuff you get today. Of the uh, you know the over the top whatever you want to call it yeah. entertainment. This is like old school. When you used to turn on the NWA wrestling show, you know the old Georgia Championship Wrestling or something like that. Right. That's what this is. Uh, Triple Crown yeah. Wrestling is very close to that, very similar to that. So no. a lot of guys that we grew up, excuse me, watching is who you're going to see uh, with Triple Crown Wrestling guys like that. You're going to see uh, like this old school. Getting after it, man. They have some fun, right? Yeah, I've, oh, I've yeah. been I've been watching some of it on YouTube. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm going to. But uh, so no high flying, um, you know, people in uh, masks and all that, right? Oh, we do, we do have some of them actually. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> well, we, we limit it. Uh, you know, 
always tell people it's like, uh, and me and Brian's talked about this before, but uh, some of the old stuff, like in just say the nineties, you would uh, you'd watch one organization, and that's why you'd watch them because you'd have that one cruiserweight match coming in a, coming up during the whole show, so you you want to tune in and see it. But once you have like five, six, seven matches, and it fills up the whole show with the same same thing, you, you just you come to expect it at that point, and it, there's nothing special about it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. We just don't have guests sometimes. That way it bores people out of their mind, and then right. we have guests like you guys on, and then it ramps it back up for us a little. <laughs> I don't know. I think you guys are, like, we were like a 17,000th phone call you made to get a guest to come on. <laughs> well, maybe for you, Brian. They called me first, so. <laughs> well, mine, when my phone rang, Randy said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you, wrong number, but... <laughs> since you're on here, <laughs> since I got you on, <laughs> yeah, since I got you on the phone here, well, so, yeah, Triple Crown Wrestling man, Brandon is doing a great job with that guys, and and Brandon uh, and I, for people who don't know, we were, we actually work together at Don Franklin Kia in Somerset, Kentucky. He's one of our managers there, and I'm uh, one of the uh, sales consultants there at, at uh, Don Franklin Kia. But Brandon has put this thing together, man. They've built this thing from scratch. Brandon, how long has it been about? Uh, about a year and a half now. So yeah, I bought it in August of twenty when I had the the corona due to Brian Abner, and uh, <laughs> that, that would have been July. Thank you very much. <laughs> and there's well, no on who gave it to who that time. But well, yeah. uh, we're we're not going to get into that one because I think <laughs> I think it's kind of fitting why I got it. But uh. <laughs> But no, I bought I bought the company while I was on the quarantine, and uh, which I think we we've talked about that on the show before. But uh, we I, we didn't do our first show till uh, almost a year later because I I'm a big planner. I don't I don't like to throw crap against the wall just to see if it's going to you know make a mess. Right. And uh, a lot of a lot of guys do that. I mean, we're having we're having organizations pop up everywhere. A few of them fairly decent and uh, you know some of them just awful and uh it's uh, it, they think it's just gonna be fun and games to have their own promotion until they see what's behind it and you know, they usually last about three or four months and they're, they're done but you know it took me about a, a year to plan on the, the the launch date and we ended up launching in june of 21 in uh, actually tennessee i didn't have my promoter's license yet in the state of kentucky you have to have a promoter's license to uh to hold a show so we ended up getting our uh, promoter's license after that, but our first show was officially in Rocky Top, Tennessee, uh, June 26th of 2021. But from then on, we've been booked solid. I mean, we, we've had, other than the, the November, but uh, I had to cancel a few shows there because uh, of what all we had going on, uh, just uh, some restructuring. And, you know, we went, we've had a lot of good people come in and out and, uh, I hate I hate that some of them didn't make it, but it, it is what it is. Brian knows a little bit of the story behind some of that, but um, but you know you're, you have to break a few eggs and make an omelet, right? Uh, or so say. That's basically what it boiled down to. But we're holding uh, private shows. Also, people pay me to uh, hold a private show just for the organization, and uh, that's that's something that the commission they they never heard of. They're like, what are you talking about? I told them. They're like, well, 
Yeah, just send us our tax money. We'll be fine. So, <laughs> no private shows. So. Well, that's awesome. And guys, uh, also, if you remember, uh, Sean, if you remember back in the day, Randy, remember the Bushwhackers from right. WWF to yeah. WWE days? Yeah, I've seen that I online. The sheep herders. What's that? Yeah. Uh, I remember them as the sheep herders. I grew up watching wrestling out of Lexington, Kentucky, Memphis, uh, the Jerry Lawler stuff. You know, I grew up uh, Southern and Brandon the same way. Uh, that's how we got to really become friends. We started talking about wrestling a lot. We're both wrestling uh, uh, wrestling guys. Brandon is a former wrestler. Randy, when you started talking about wearing masks, I'll I'll, send, I'll tweet out the picture of Brandon in his mask. <laughs> okay. When he was a pro wrestler back in the day. Can we so, post that? Uh, can we post that on the uh, website? Anybody in a mask? <laughs> well, there may be. Well, if you have dug that one up, I'll give you ten bucks. I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, legit, Brandon. Brandon was a professional wrestler. What was it back in the nineties, Brandon? And up in late nineties, uh, early two thousand. Yeah, which I was so, just into uh, the minute. So, <laughs> but what I was going to say is, guys, that uh, uh, Bushwhacker Luke from the Bushwhackers has been doing some work with Triple Crown Wrestling, man. And you talk about some fun with those guys, just. You know, the old school, it brings back my inner 12-year-old every time I see this guy. <laughs> right. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just, how much fun is that? Yeah, I remember I remember <laughs> standing at your house before, and you would always either be watching uh, football or um, or uh, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a wrestling fan, man. I, I, you know, since I was a little kid, and, uh, you know, I remember uh, as a kid growing up, uh, we stayed with my great-grandfather when he was six. Uh, and, and stayed with him there for a couple of years as, when he, uh, uh, toward the end of his life. And I would go out and turn the antenna. We had the old aerial antennas and uh, his black and white TV. We would turn it one direction so we could watch WBKO, which was Channel 13 out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. And we'd watch wrestling on Friday night after the news. And then uh, my papa Joe would let me watch wrestling on Saturday. I say let me. He was a bigger wrestling fan than I was. He and I loved it. <laughs> But That's then we awesome. could turn the channel a different direction and pick up a, a station out of, I believe it was Asheville, North Carolina. Somewhere in the Carolinas, we could pick up a channel there and watch Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. And then later on in the afternoon, we could turn a different direction and pick up Channel 4 in Nashville. And uh, I'm sorry, Channel 2 out of Nashville. And we would watch the Jerry Lawler Wrestling uh, back then. So, yeah, I've been a wrestling fan since I was a real little kid, man. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, it. yeah. So, um, can I ask a couple of questions? Uh, one, do you have anybody that uh, is maybe stand uh, stand out that might eventually get to a professional level or maybe MMA or something like that? Well, yeah. I mean, we we got several guys uh, that's wrestling around the, the country right now. I've got a, a guy, a guy named Kyle Hawk. Uh, he, he's out of Las Vegas. He comes in the shows for us and... Uh, We've been uh, talking about uh, some of the direction that 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 we're going to be taking him. Hold on, one. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, and the other question I was going to ask. I think he had to do something. Well, I know. Is Brian still there? Yeah, he, he left. I don't know what happened. <laughs> right. Uh, well, okay. Well, uh, maybe you can speak on this. Maybe uh, the other question I had was uh, how did how did you guys get involved in the AIM TV? Do you have an answer? Uh, you say that again, Randy. The 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 AIM TV. 
how did you get involved in getting on that? Or how oh, did? Oh, he just sent me a text message. He said his, he said his earbud died. He's gonna try to call back. So let me try to get him back on here, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that better? We're add oh, him wow. Back on there. He just sent me a text that said his earbud died. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sean just fixed my. Okay, mic. don't don't leave me. I'm gonna I'm gonna. No, we won't. We'll be here. Yeah. Well, I was just sitting across, you know, because our desks are across. There we go. Okay. We back. We're good? Yeah, my earbud died. I apologize about that. I, I thought I had enough charge on them, so. Dang anyway, te- so. Dang technology. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're. Uh, uh, Brandon, if you had an iPhone. If he had an iPhone with AirPods, he wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> See, I have a Samsung with uh, the whatever they call their things, and they work very well most of the time. I've just been out mowing and, you know, listening to some music as I go, and I thought I had enough charge, but they went from uh, 30% to nothing awful quick. But Actually, you sound a little better now. Seriously. Oh, good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Randy, uh, you can go ahead and ask him his question. Oh, I was just going to – I was – I'm going to ask, uh, and I asked Brian, but uh, uh, then we went through all that. But anyway, um, so how did you guys get involved in the AIM TV? Well, it, it was by chance. It was about, I don't know, 9.30 one night, and uh, I was about to sit down and watch uh, Blacklist, one of my favorite shows. I absolutely love it, show, but not just that was a plug for Blacklist or anything. So, But anyways, I like the show. But uh, I don't know where I get this call. And I usually don't answer calls because, you know, the, usually the vehicle warranty people want to, you know, sell yeah. me something. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. Or Brian Abner on one of these drunken binges. So, uh, one of the two. That's <laughs> understandable. It only happens on days of end and why, fellas. There you go. So, end up answering this phone call out of Tennessee, out of Nashville, Tennessee. And this guy, uh, his name's uh, Robert uh, Alsop. He's the director of, uh, of talent relations and marketing. I don't know what he's official. I get it wrong every time, and then he always corrects me, and I, I laugh because I, I almost purposely get it for now. But anyway, so Robert, he calls me out of the blue, and he said uh, he asked me a few questions and stuff, and then he asked me if I own all the rights to uh, everything that I put out. I said, well, yeah, I own the company. And he's like, well, good. I guess I'm talking to the right person. He said, um, he said, I've been catching a few, a few of the, the matches on uh, YouTube and people sharing them on Facebook and stuff. And he's like, uh, we we had a wrestling organization, I think he said, out of, uh, New Orleans or something like that. And they didn't own any of the rights to their content because of um, the production. I can't remember how, how it all fell together. But anyway, they didn't have the rights to the content anymore. And... Uh, so they ended up pulling the plug on them, and he said, we like what we see. Um, how would you feel about talking with us to come on AIM Country Music Television? And I said, well, we'll talk about it, definitely. And, I, you know, I, I put out some of uh, my, you know, plots that I'm going through. And Brian knows them about the video and, and the commentary and the audio and, and trying to get all that in order. And you, you'll see the shows, if you'll look, they'll go up and down and up and down. And I finally just got tired of it. I ended up just getting ripped start getting rid of people and start doing it myself. Brian, Brian will tell you that if it gets to a certain point, I'll just learn how to do it. So that's why I'm on video editing. I'm not now. I know how to video edit, what, six, eight months ago? But I do now. 
Right. So this guy puts us on AIM, uh, and uh, he's actually become part of the show, too. He helps in the background, but he ends up uh, wanting to be a manager. And I remember the first day we walked in, uh, walked back there in the back with him. I was doing a co-promotion with a couple of different organizations, and I remember a bunch of the wrestlers snickering and, and the other promoters. They was like, what the hell is Brandon got this guy back here for? This, this is going to be stupid. Well, the guy's one of the most over thing we, we have, uh, and he's just a manager. So you I called him the, the day after that uh, the first show, and I said, listen, I was like, I know you're going for a certain look, but this is what I need you to do. I like, I need you to take Buford T. Justice and mix Boss Hog in with him <laughs> and act like they had a baby here, okay? <laughs> that's what I want you to be. So this guy pulls it off, and he's an actor, too. So he, he's a, he does a lot of extra work and a lot of voiceover and so forth. But uh, he does a uh, does a, a very very good job, and he didn't realize that like how the wrestling world worked. And um, uh, I just got text from Sal Renero. He, he from the NWA. He's not working on the shows uh, in July. But anyway, um, so this guy he ends up um, getting over the fans pretty well. Oh, well, when I say getting over, that means the fans. He's got a reaction from the fans. He's the biggest turd in the world. Everybody hates this guy. <laughs> and but he didn't know what it entailed what all I like how the wrestling world was different than the, the acting world. And, but he's starting to understand things now and he's like, Wow, I didn't realize that many of them become pretty good friends and uh, you know, he stays at the house and rings in town. But he drives from Nashville to wherever we're at just to do this this sheriff bit. Uh, the, and this is so funny uh, because now I've got my ring announcer acting silly about like announcing his name and at first it was an accident and it just it gets up to Robert's skin and so I have my ring announcer do it every time he just calls him Sheriff Buford then looks puzzled and staring off in the lights trying to remember the, the rest of the name <laughs> and so he grabs the mic and it works out perfect. Some of the accident stuff works out, it turns out to be some of the best stuff uh, in entertainment. But that's what I've had. So he grabs the mic from our ring announcer um, and uh, just goes kind of nuts on him and gets a crowd of reaction from it. But I can't tell you how many cigars this guy's went through. I mean, he breaks them every time he gets out there. Uh, <laughs> whether it's a wrestler or whether he takes a shot somewhere or whether he <laughs> drops the thing when he's it's on or somebody grabs it and, and breaks it right in the face. It's kind of funny, but but uh, yeah, he, he really he really starts to see the inside. But the, the inside part of it, he got to see. We took the loop back, we back the loop back to the um, uh, the airport. We after the show in March, and we had that freak snow down here. It was literally sixty some degrees, and then it turned off later that night. So leading turned off code. And we ended up getting, uh, what was it, Brian, a couple inches of snow just in a matter of an hour and a half. And yeah, yeah, so we get to drive it up the road to take them to the airport to, after the show. And I, we probably get 15 minutes out of uh, out of Somerset. <laughs> and it got so treacherous, I couldn't go any further. And I, I said, Luke, said we got we to turn around. 
And he said, brother, do whatever you have to do. Of course, he's from New Zealand, and I'm not going to butcher his accent because I can't do an accent like that. I'd probably go ahead and turn around. And so we turn around come back to the hotel, and, and I tell you, Butch, or Luke is a class act. The guy, the guy was so professional about everything. This, and you have to understand, this guy's like 75 years old, too. Right. And I got him la- licensed to wrestle in the state of Kentucky, first time in like 20 years. And, uh, you know, sent all the stuff, helped him out, blah, blah, blah. And, and man, he, he, he doesn't well. Uh, he showed some of the new guys exactly how wrestling should be. But uh, we get back to the hotel, and he just kind of paid for everything. And I'm blue. Hey. Dude, let me pay for this stuff. And uh, the hotel, food, whatever. And I said, dude, it's not your fault. And he said, it ain't your fault either. So we ended up getting up the next morning. Like, I ended up going off two hours of sleep. Uh, we got in about 2.30, slept for about an hour and a half. So he picked me up to put them to the hose again. Went after this old crap. And by about 7.30, it was good. So I drove him all the way back to Lexington. He had to be in chili coffee uh, later that day. And I felt so bad because the flight ended up getting canceled. And, and, man, he missed out on a heck of a, heck of a payday in chili coffee due to the freak snowstorm. But mm-hmm. he, I, I stay in contact with him quite a bit. And, uh, he'll do anything that you ask him to do. So this guy's a WWE legend and famer and it, it's like i've known this guy for 40 years i mean he, he treats treats everybody with so much respect right now he's trying to beat me up about about it by selling sell a new kia and brian abner dropped the ball on that one so uh, <laughs> you know. uh you I, you might be in a bad area because you're breaking up a little bit oh i am uh well you was uh anyway um you sure that just isn't my accent that might be part n- of no, it no no it wasn't that <laughs> what'd he say what'd brian say Brandon, did you lock you in the basement? what what's that did you lock you in the basement again i don't have a basement the only basement i've been in the last year is that quasi basement in cincinnati that you got us into that day and almost got us killed yeah i remember that yeah i remember that story yeah i don't remember i don't forget that one <laughs> you should see brian the look on his face down there he looked like spanky off a little rascal and uh, <laughs> that's okay i probably would have too i tell you what i don't get scared about much but i i ain't gonna lie i'm scared <laughs> Anytime I click the safety off my gun, the, the, there's going to be a problem, probably, and that don't happen too often. Right. <laughs> so that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, if you that, guys that, had your rubber band guns with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was, it, that was a scary time. But these guys ended up turning out great. And uh, that guy will text me every now and then asking me do I need any more like lights and stuff and. And I'll make a joke. Do I have to crawl back in that crawl space of a basement you got and talk to Mr. Bill again? Yeah, all it came down to was they were afraid of us and we were afraid of them. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah, we got to talk to each other. Oh, Buffalo yeah. Bill. <laughs> well, he kept calling this guy Mr. Bill. That's what. That's really what got the, the, the safety off the gun right, right there. Yeah. Go back there and see Mr. Bill. He, didn't, like, he didn't have a basket of lotion lying around or anything, did he? <laughs> no, I, we, did, we didn't stay along, around long enough to figure that out now. Uh, 
going to say the same thing. We weren't looking for it. We weren't going to hang around to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I've, I've gotten to some uh, crazy spots, but that right there, it's in the, probably the top five. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, it was pretty rough. All right, you guys ready? What? Favorite wrestlers. Uh, you talking about professional? Yeah, like back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, always. Uh, my actual favorite was Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> Brian. Oh gosh, my favorite. Favorite. It. My favorite all time has to be Ric Flair. Well, he's definitely he has a flair. <laughs> I was a big team guy growing up. About a big what? Jerry Lawler. Of course, you know, Memphis wrestling. If you watch Memphis, of course, people just know Jerry Lawler as a commentator now, an old guy. But back in the Memphis wrestling days, he was a man. He he was the Ric Flair of, I would say, the Midwest, you know, down the area. Right. Uh, but Rick, uh, Jerry Lawler was the man back then. So I would say those three were my my favorites growing up. Well, I remember seeing a clip of uh, Jerry Lawler smacking Andy Kaufman back in the day. That is some of the best. <laughs> that may be the best story in the history of professional wrestling. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, well, for years, guys, if you go back and watch the movie, Man on, Man on the Moon, and you watch the documentary on it, they were the only two in on it. Right. There were like three people in on the whole thing, and everybody right. thought this was real. Yeah. Even me, growing up, everybody thought this was real. And and you go back, and, and Jerry Lawler even makes a comment that, you know, he threatened his, his words. He said he was going to slap the shit out of, Ed, out of uh, Jim Carrey because of the way he kept treating him. He thought that he and Andy Kaufman were really <laughs> enemies. He, he realized that was one of my best friends, that, that you're doing this, you know. So yeah, uh, now that have- was one of the best, best ones ever. And now you have Will Smith doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it, it, exactly, you know, after it happened, me and Brian, I mean, I, guys, there's nobody going to convince me otherwise. I still think it'll work. I swear I do. And I think that they're they're holding on to this, and people think I'm crazy about it. But, I mean, you go back and look at that and uh, dissect it, I, and I, it's like, yeah, I just don't see it. I said the same you thing. Mean, okay. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, too many things happened at the exact same time. But did you all see what happened to Dave Chappelle last night? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we, we talk, or yeah. we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Got attacked. Uh, bum right in. It didn't end well for that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, favorite wrestler. He looked like somebody grabbed one of the uh, guy Joe men broke his arm. <laughs> Well, um, you know, I'm probably the worst person to ask this because I have a whole slew. It's almost asking, like, who's your favorite baseball player? It's me, which I love baseball, too, because you can always get into the different, you know, fielding positions and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I guess if I had to choose one, it would it would ultimately probably be Ric Flair. But Harley Grace is right there with him. I love Harley Grace. Oh, Ric Flair. So, two Ultimate Warriors and two Ric Flairs. That's pretty good. Pretty good. No odd man out. I figured there'd be an odd... Yeah. Woo! (laughs) Right. 
What didn't he come out and had, didn't he have like a bunch of sex with or something with a bunch of people? Who Ric Flair? Dude, Ric Flair's a baller. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Ric Flair he, had a lot of fun back he, in his. He, prime. I don't know. There was a story or something where he had like more sex than like uh, oh, what's his name the NBA guy, right? Uh, Kareem, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, more than Will Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain. That's, that's, that's it. who it was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, maybe uh, yeah. maybe old Sean can come down there and do a little wrestling. I'll be the old uh, gray beard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm not coming down there. I'll get broken half. Is what would happen, and then I'd have to well, explain it. These old boys uh, that I've got, they have this big idea that old Brandon's going to get back in the ring. And I, yeah, I mean, you should hear them. And I'm telling you, my wife is convinced I'm going. Like, she absolutely <laughs> hates wrestling. But she is 100% convinced that I'm going to get back in one way or another. And I'm like, Mindy, I can get up out of the on the floor. My knees are so bad. And uh, these boys, they act like, well, Brandon's going to get back in. Brandon's going to get back in. Slowly but surely, I've got promoters. I've got wrestlers. They're trying to inch me back in. I'm like, and I keep holding back. I'm like, guys, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I tried so, to get out, and they bring me back in. <laughs> it's, it, uh, it's like the mob. I swear right. it is. Yeah. I haven't been around since 16 years, dude. And, and I just, like, like, just left. I didn't, like you know, have a final match. I didn't have a, a a goodbye tour or whatever these guys do now. I literally just left. It's like I just vanished. Well, you might, and, have, you might uh, have to come back for a retirement match. <laughs> well, I, yeah, it, it definitely retired yeah. me for good. How, how, <laughs> how, old, how old are you? I'm 41. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Tyson did a match just not too long ago. <laughs> Right. Well, right. Hold up. well, if that's what but you want to call it, knees and elbows and crap either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Here's the deal. Okay. Brandon can't even get up in a ring. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that with with complete just you know love for the man because I can't either. Neither one of us can even ring, let alone wrestling one. I could get up in there. I just would get stomped. Right. You should have heard these fools the other day. They said, listen, because I ended up doing, uh, I got talked into finally doing an arm wrestling referee. Like we had this little side show during, during the, this one show of, I was going to be this arm wrestling referee. All right. So everybody's happy, blah, blah, blah. And I got to do the whole thing. So the guy that ends up losing, I flat out punched him. Okay. That was the whole thing. I was going to punch him. And so I laid him out pretty good. So, all right, so here's the opening for all these wrestlers. As soon as they heard about that and seen it on video and everything, they're like, oh, my God. Okay, this is what we want to do at this next show. We want you to run out. We want you to shoot under the rope. We want you to get up, hit the ropes, duck a close. I mean, they had this whole thing <laughs> planned out. And I'm like, gosh, you're on crack. It <laughs> 
Russell's not running anywhere. Yeah. yeah, let alone shooting under a rope. I don't shoot under anything. It's like I might roll under something, <laughs> but I'm not going to be shooting under anything. This isn't 1999, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably, I, I, I would come out trotting and then hit the ropes from the outside and then fall down and be like, and I'm done. <laughs> Somebody hit me with a chair, so it looks good. (laughs) Yeah. So the funny thing about this this whole arm wrestling thing, though, it it was so funny. So these guys, once again, they think they have in their head I'm coming back. So one of the promoters, he keeps booking me as a manager. I'm like, dude, first of all, I can't get over there in time to manage. And second of all, I'm not going to do it. So, But he has it in his head. He's one of my old buddies uh, in – Brian knows him well too. Terry England, he owns the Ultimate Championship Wrestling. I love Terry to death, but he has this idea that I, I'm going to come over and start managing. So he keeps booking me and booking me, and he's also the guy that booked me for this arm wrestling. So I end up telling him I'm not going to be there, and I don't know what it got in his head. He had his head that I was going to be there, and I didn't end up going. So. Him and my booker, Jeremy Bray, decided to take it upon themselves to create a manager called Braxton T. Wilson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This little old frail guy, he's he's literally only like four years older than me, five maybe, but he looks like he's 80, okay? Good guy, though. And he's the guy I punched, too, by the way. So, so he has the idea that, well, we'll just show Brandon, and I know that's what he's doing. We'll make make his manager Braxton T. Wilson. So now I've got saddled with this guy called Braxton T. Wilson. And the guy is more over than almost anybody that any of the organizations have. And he just he gets the crap beat out of him every show. That's the funny thing. I'm literally he gets the crap beat out of him every show. But but after I hit him down uh, down at this uh, the show, um, I end up having my Let's Go Brandon T-shirts, the PCW <laughs> ones, you know, because right. I decided to market that. You know, it's like, well, finally Joe Biden's done something good for <laughs> right. me. Yeah, yeah. so I might as well, you know, harness this and not trying to get too graphic. And Brian will tell you this because I told him the story, but I was doing it as a joke. I was, you know, sitting on the toilet one morning and I was messing around my phone. And I said, well, let's just build a T-shirt here. And I sent it as a joke to a few people. Brian, one of them, I, I sent it to. And next thing I know, I sold 60 of those things in 50 minutes. I bet. 60 shirts in 50 minutes. But after I hit this Braxton T. Wilson at this show, I end up selling eight shirts right after I hit him. Huh. Literally just pop, pop, pop. And so Terry's like, see, you're money. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, Terry. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy in town that's uh, in town here that's painted that slogan on the back of his truck. It's pretty funny. That Let's Go Brandon slogan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, uh, you want to talk about the racing uh, stuff that's going on, Brian? What racing? What racing? Well, hey guys, hey guys, real fast, I apologize. I'm going to have to bow well, out. I have to go to church and drive the bus. Right, so. I know. I so, uh, That's why I was going to go to Brian and see if he wanted to talk about the racing 
his his uh, his side of uh, you know what he does. Okay. Well, I know that. Well, guys, I appreciate y'all having me on and everything, and I look forward if we all want to do this again, just give me a call. Hey, we appreciate Any, it. Anytime you want to. All right, we appreciate y'all. All hey, right. uh, just uh, before you go, uh, may the fourth be with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. May the <laughs> hey, there's a good little meme on the internet right now for the, the four horsemen, the wrestling related. It says, May the four be with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> hey, nice talking All to right, you. All right, guys. Y'all yeah. take it easy. You, you too. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Brian? Now, Randy, I'm hoping I don't lose you when you hung up there. Oh, you didn't lose me. No, we're good. So you have an event coming up on Saturday, May 14th. I'm going to do Randy's job for him over here, I guess. Well, okay. I'm just kidding. I don't have a computer in front of me. Sorry. (laughs) Sure. That's fine. Yeah, we do. We have a big race coming up uh, the 14th of May. It is the Valvoline Ironman Super Late Model Series at the dirt track at uh, Lake Cumberland Speedway. $7,500 to win for the Super Late Models coming up. Man, it's going to be a great uh, night. We've had some really, really good racing. We've had four nights of racing so far since we opened up our season. <laughs> and uh, uh, the track, we've added over 100 loads of dirt, red clay to the, the track, and it has just been phenomenal. So we're looking forward to a big crowd coming out on the 14th. Excuse me, guys. I got the hiccups all of a sudden. Uh, Y'all, yeah. it's silence for so long now I can't talk. <laughs> So, but we have the race uh, coming up, and uh, the seventy five hundred to win, and also the Bruceville Ironman Modified Series, which is the open wheel modified dirt cars. They're going to be at Lake Cumberland Speedway on the fourteenth. We're racing uh, three other classes that night as well. We're racing the uh, front wheel drive mini stock, the hobby stock will be racing, and also the pro late models, the crate late models, will be in action that night. On the 14th at Lake Cumberland Speedway, people can go uh, to our Facebook page. We do a lot of stuff on Facebook, and we wear that out. Uh, Facebook is Lake Cumberland Speedway Dirt Racing, and uh, just go ahead and check that out. Do not go to Lake Cumberland Speedway as a as the page because some jerk uh, got our page and, and hacked it about three years ago. So we can't use that page anymore. So we use the uh, fan page. Lake Cumberland Speedway Dirt Racing. You can go follow that or like it, whatever you got to do. Right, that's You'll the one. That's it. the one I always share on our on our page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so anyway, it, it's um, the the big race coming up on the fourteenth. But yeah, they can follow us on that page. We're on Twitter. It's, uh, I believe it's LC underscore Speedway on Twitter. You can you just look up. Like come on Speedway on Twitter, you'll find it there too. And we also have thank God for Elon Rose's. Musk, right? <laughs> I said thank God for Elon Musk, right? That's right, man. Hey, I'm <laughs> blessed. So, uh, you know, people are I see that stuff on Twitter all the time. Even now, I'm a big Twitter guy. I, I use Twitter more than I do Facebook for the racetrack. We use Facebook a lot, but for me personally, I really don't use it that much anymore. I, I share stuff. From like if it shows up on my time hop, something like that, or something about the grandkids I might put on there, or my daughter, you know, something like that. But I very rarely even post on Facebook anymore. But on Twitter, I'm on there all the time. I love Twitter. 
<laughs> oh, really? And people, people are already talking about how it's so different and this, you know, there's a lot more stuff you're allowed to do now. No, there's not. This isn't even approved yet, people. Nothing has changed. Right. <laughs> I know. You know, come on now. Just uh, because they announced it doesn't mean it's happened yet. So let's give it time to get switched over. Then you think it's changed. We can look at it then. Right. Um, the funny thing is this morning, uh, so the news broke this week. Well, no, it wasn't this morning. It was yesterday morning. The news broke about the Supreme Court ruling, you know, about the – or not ruling yet, but uh, it was uh, – Oh, yeah, the leak. Yeah, the leak of the what they're talking about ruling on and uh, about the abortion thing. And um, one of my buddies at work, he was like um, – he follows a lot of, like, celebrities and stuff, which they're all – really big lefties and everything and he said uh he said uh a bunch of them were tweeting out you know oh, oh this is you know bad and all this stuff and uh anyhow um uh my buddy uh he he uh tweeted back uh don't worry you can still go commit murder in some of the blue states. You're just not going to be able to do it in the red states. <laughs> that's true. And that's what this means. And I listen to, and this is odd. I mean, it's going to sound weird, but a lot of the stuff I, I hear is on, it's called Kentucky Sports Radio. Here in Kentucky, Matt Jones, who is the host of the show, he is also an attorney. And uh, graduated from law school from Duke University, but he's a UK basketball fan. He's a UK fan all the way around. He's, you know, born and raised in Kentucky, but he went to Duke Law School. Very, very sharp guy, man. This guy's got it going on. But he, he leans left. And but it's so funny, the majority of the listeners are his radio show. It's a sports show, but they talk more about just current events than they do anything else. But the a majority of the people that listen to his show are conservative. Yet he is, you know, they call him a, a dang liberal. One of them people, you know, but oh, like but, an old, uh, old school liberal. Oh yeah, you know, oh. it's what what people say that about. Right, but he's more of a moderate, you know. But right. he leans yeah. left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. That's what uh, we talk about. A lot of people I listen to are like that. Uh, they're they're yeah. They were they were liberals, yeah, back in the day. They but now they'd be considered right wing. So yeah, but he, he's more of a moderate. <laughs> but you know, the radio show he keeps. A lot of the political stuff out of it. Right. It's more of a, if they talk politics, he doesn't talk his side. It's, you know, here's what's going on. But he said that there's, you know, they're doing the investigation trying to find out who this was that right. leaked this information. And he said all of them, you know, there can only be like 14 to 16 people that could, could have done it. Period. Right. So it's not going to be a, a long search or a big search to find out who, who did what they did. But, uh, you know, that, you know, people say that's going to be a nationwide thing. No, it, all that's doing is letting it go back to the states. You right. know, each state would make their own laws. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's plenty of other other uh, podcasts and radio shows talking about all that other stuff. I'm not a I'm not a big political guy. So. Uh, I'm not terribly either. Sean likes to talk about politi- political stuff quite a bit. But uh, now listen, Randy, I've had phone calls from you in the middle of the night. Whenever you want. <laughs> Politics for six hours, so don't you give me that. Well, okay, fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to blame it on Sean. Uh, yeah, we'll blame it on Sean. It's Sean's fault. 
He's an Ultimate Warrior fan. We'll blame it on him. I think Sean sends me most of the stuff <laughs> that I talk about. <laughs> yeah. He, he just gets you going. But, but yeah, some of the stuff I, I try, you know, we've talked about this before. Last time I was on your show, man, I, you know what, whatever you want to do, you know, right. it, it's, right. if you want to go do it, if you don't, don't. Uh, the big thing here in Kentucky right now, man, is legalized marijuana and gaming. The uh, the horse industry here in the state of Kentucky runs everything. So if you want to go place a bet, if you want to go play slot machines, if you want to do anything, you have to go to a horse track to do it. And that's why, you know, the, the gaming has not come to like casinos or anything like that. Liquidized gambling has not come to the, uh, the state of Kentucky because they don't want it, and they have a lot of money put into this. And without getting too deep into it, there's like two people in the Kentucky who are responsible for bringing up a vote or not. So one of the guys said he didn't want to bring even bring the vote up, even though they knew it was going to pass overwhelmingly. Didn't even want to bring the vote up, so it didn't even come up. So that's a big thing down here right now. Hmm. And also legalized marijuana. That is huge right now in the state of Kentucky. Is I guess now Governor Bashir, who is a Democrat, Governor Bashir is, he is looking at making a uh, an executive order to make legalized medical marijuana, I should say medical marijuana, legal here in the state of Kentucky. So there's a big controversy over that going on right now. Too. So I thought. I- to be honest with you, I thought they already. Uh, I thought you guys already had legalized marijuana. No, no, that got shot down. Oh, that, that okay. Got, again, Maybe people, I, okay. Then two people who shot down gaming and gambling in Kentucky shot down the legalized marijuana. Oh. And it all comes down to this: somebody's feeding them a lot of money not oh, to yeah. do it. Right. Anything, guys? I've never smoked a joint. I never touched it. Right. Never had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to sit around and I'm not going to sit here and say 100 percent of it's going to be medical, people are going to be sitting around getting baked to do whatever they do. Do that. If you, whatever you do in your own home, do it in your own home. I don't care. Exactly. So right. if you want to make stuff legal, you know, medical marijuana, and what they're talking about too is not just smoking, you know, marijuana. They're talking about pills. They're talking about edibles. you know medicine. Yeah, edibles. It's not just someone sitting around token up, you know, somewhere. Right. It's, it's that's what they're talking about is, and and um, if you've ever been around someone who is their body is ravaged by cancer, and they are in excruciating uh, excruciating pain, and you see what they're going through, and the only thing that helps that person is the hit off of a joint or you know a CBD. Um, something like that, you know, one of the pills or an edible, and you see that actually take pain away from them, buddy, there's no way you would be against that. Exactly. And, and because, you know, I've seen it firsthand. So, you know, it, it, I just, I don't see any, you know, they say, well, it's a gateway drug, or something else. You know what? So is drinking alcohol if you want to do that. Well, so, yeah, you can make, uh, smoke argue- cigarette. You can make that argument smoking too. Smoking cigarettes, eating too much food. Yep. Right. It's all gluttony in the end, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, that's the thing, guys. Just, I, I think you should let the individual make that decision. 
you know, if, if somebody feels, you know, what I guess what do they say, glaucoma, it helps with glaucoma. I don't know, but um, if somebody wants to do that kind of stuff, man, give them the option. At least, if nothing else, put it on the ballot and let people vote about it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why it's not a, a votable situation. Well, it is here, but the the, the law, and I, I wish I knew more about it, but the way the law is, the governing party has the option to even bring things up for a vote. It doesn't matter if it's 99 to 1. <clears throat> if that person decides he doesn't want to bring it up for a vote, he doesn't have to. I think it's the same in the in the regular federal government, too. Really? Yeah. Whoever's in charge. So, and I think it's um, well, Robert Stivers is the guy's name over in Clay County. I believe that's where he's from. But Robert Stivers is the man in charge of all of that. On the Republican, and right now, the Republicans have that side. So... Stivers has decided he does not want to have the vote, so they're not going to vote. So it's, it's been killed in the um, – it never even got out, you know, to even come to a vote. So right. it, it, it's, it's a hot topic, two hot topics in this state right now are legalized gambling and uh, legalized uh, medical marijuana. This is the way I uh, – I'm going to go on the, into this on the second half of the show later, but uh, this is why I – always say like uh things need to be more at state level instead of federal right well i mean this is state i mean this is the state you know voting on this stuff and it's it's some individuals in the state who don't want it Isn't i mean i mean the people i mean I, I also mean the people should be able to vote as well oh yeah yeah like, you know like, do you want marijuana legal in this state what's what do you guys think about it that live here yeah, but you can yeah. put it on a ballot. Yeah. You could even do it, yeah, you could even do it in a midterm or something, put right. it on a ballot. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think, like, Nancy Pelosi controls whatever gets sent up for a vote in uh, House of Representatives, the National House of Representatives. But uh, it's kind of the same up there, too. So, I don't know. You know... They're they're both corrupt, I think. It's my opinion, but whatever. <laughs> Everybody's corrupt. Yeah. Right. That's involved in government, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Unless you're a standout, you know what I mean. And then if you're a standout, you're just going to be assassinated. So it doesn't well, matter. Yeah, you're never going. <laughs> you're probably never going to make it there if you. Uh, yeah, if you don't follow. Along. Well, Lincoln made it there. Well, yeah, but that was back. What JFK made it there. Did he? <laughs> he made it there. Yeah, Randy. <laughs> yeah, Randy. He made it there. Hey, he was all for uh, he you made, know he made it there. But somebody, some people say that all for civil rights stolen. and all that stuff. Yeah, but some people say that election was stolen too. Uh, mm, I mean, know. I was I, I wasn't there. That wasn't my, in my what, time, yeah, so either, I don't so. know the circumstances. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's a thing that's going around too. So. Right. That's another thing that uh, irritates me sometimes is when people look back in the past and say whatever they want to say, but there's there's nobody alive today to say what it was actually like then. Well, there's the, the mindset and the atmosphere, and there's you know. definitely people alive that was alive when Kennedy was president. Well, yeah, 
But I'm taking I'm talking like Lincoln oh, or oh, right. mm-hmm. uh George Washington, whatever, you right. know whatever time. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, even if you were born in uh nineteen ninety five, right? Yes, still don't you still cannot grasp the concept of what happened on nine eleven two thousand one because you weren't old enough. Yep. Probably. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you might have been there, but doesn't mean you knew what the hell was really going on. <laughs> right. And that's the thing that the people who now I'm 51 years old, so I remember vividly. The day all that happened, I know exactly where I was at, what I was doing. Exactly, me too. You know, yep, me too. On my way to work, the, the radio came in, and then getting to work and turning the TV on, and nothing happened for two days. And I, I'm, I worked for a cable company at that time, and for two days there was no video production anywhere because we sat right there in front of the TV and watched all that. But now you have a full, we're a full generation away from that. Like you said, Sean, it's you have millions of of people. That, that aren't old enough to even realize what, you know, that the only thing they read now is history books or uh, we, we hope that there's some documentaries that are truthful out there. Right. But, you know, there, there's, I mean, we're, there's a, what, 20, 21 years this year, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a, well, so, it will be this year, yeah. Um, there's, yeah. A, there's a channel, I can't remember which one, but they will like uh like on the twentieth anniversary they replayed like everything that was playing on on yeah. T V that day or whatever. Right. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember but and but I have no the, well, that's what I was gonna get at. Uh Jennifer, my wife, was watching it and I was like, Why are you watching this? And and she was like, Oh, it doesn't uh, hurt to remember what happened and i said i i know what happened and i don't know i was depressed yeah. after watching that for you know several weeks you know all of that stuff and i don't want to go back to that point because <laughs> right. i was yeah. freaking depressed well, that way uh you know operation desert storm desert shield desert storm right you know people want to watch war movies and i'm not going to compare this to anything that other people have been in as far as conflicts because i, I I know they say it's a war, but I I, I, I never saw anything like that. I never had to shoot anybody. I never had to do any, you know, there's some things I did have to do, but nothing like these guys in Vietnam or somewhere like that had to do. But right. people are like, hey, this great war movie's coming out. You want to go see it? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> because I was there. I really don't care to relive any of it. So, right. you know, uh, uh, the... You know, some of that stuff, I, I have no ambition to relive. I have no ambition to, you know, yeah, let, never forget. I do, you know, that's true. Never forget. Right, right. And I think we need a unity in this country that we had on the 12th right. of September. You know, yeah. 9-12, that's the unity we need in this country again. That's what they thought. Because that's what they thought COVID was going to do at first. And at first it kind of did. But then it was right. Then it got too political. Really quickly got too political. Yeah. Oh, that that is that is split this country more than any kind of racism, any kind of (laughs) ism you can think. That that has man, oh man, uh, we all know this is. There are some people 
in the business of keeping us fighting, whether it's about race, exactly religion, right. your political view. <laughs> I know, fat, I skinny, yeah. rich, poor. You know, doesn't matter. There are people who are making money, white, black, whatever. There are people specifically that is their job to keep us fighting. Because if there was racial harmony in this world right now, how many people would be out of jobs making millions and millions and millions of dollars a year? Right. That's true. You know, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I say that quite a bit on so, here. They're just trying to keep us scared all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, people, you know, may go back and listen to your podcast when Brandon and I went to Cincinnati to meet those guys. Seriously, it was two black gentlemen and could not have been nicer. But guys, as sure as I'm sitting here in my kitchen and I'm watching the clouds over over, they were terrified of us and we were terrified of them just because of the color of their skin right. and our, the color of our skin. We were both, I mean, both of them, you know, all four of them, two white guys were scared of the two black guys. The two black guys were scared of the two white guys. Right. And once we spent two together, all the tension was released. You know, we, we had a great, you know, great time. But, you know, we joke around about it, you know, down in the dungeon there. But, <laughs> right. but those, they were they were really nice guys, you know, and they were just, you know what it was? They were trying to sell. They had that equipment to sell, and we were there to buy it. And we, we racially profiled them. They racially profiled us. <laughs> and right, it yeah. took two minutes over that, and everything was fine. So I think that's what, you know, some people just strive to have confidence. And I choose not to be one of those people. Right. So, uh, it, you know, um, that's what we're even talking about. Oh, the, oh. the uh, yep. oh, you're... medical marijuana, you know, gaming here in, in Kentucky. So we've got to stop on all that stuff. But, the same thing going on there. Well, I was going to mention. Hey, wait a minute. Just hold on, Brian. Can we back up for a second? Yeah. Well. well okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Just for Hit the our, rewind. But yeah, yeah, just for our listeners that. Uh, I want you to name why you're not a racist. Just to clarify. Why I'm not what? A racist. Oh. Uh, well, I, I get my son is biracial. Um, I was married. My wife was black. I was married for five years to a black lady, and we had a son. And he's biracial. And I uh, just Randy. Of course, Randy's been around me for a long time. He knows this, but um, I have been through a lot of stuff with you know with my ex-wife. Which you know we're we're not. And don't get me wrong. We're not going to sit around and break bread together or anything like that. But we're cordial to each other. She's doing real well. She's remarried. Um, has a phenomenal husband, and we, we know we, we raised our son. But uh, well, I say raised him; he's twenty nine now. He's still my little boy. But right, <laughs> you know what we went through. We we see. I got a little bit of a glimpse. People don't understand sometimes what. And I've been guilty of the same thing. You hear what black people go through. You're oh come on, that doesn't happen. It does. You know some of the things that you hear. Yeah, I understand. Is, yeah. Just because of, because of the color of their skin, and when they see somebody, you know, uh, I don't know if Randy even knows this, but uh, when I was just, we had just gotten married. We weren't married long at all, and we're on our way to a uh, Kentucky basketball game with some of my friends, 
And I'm just going to say a couple of my friends are, I'm going to call them redneck. And I don't mean that as a derogatory term. Uh, I understand. They're good old country boys, <laughs> jeans and boots. They probably wouldn't they mind. Did. They probably wouldn't mind you saying that either. Probably. It, well, one of them is actually a preacher. So, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he pastors a church in Western Kentucky now. But uh, a couple of my friends were with me, and my best friend Jay was with me. And and that time, at that time, Jay played college football. He was they called him Cactus Jack. He's six three, and at the time weighed about three hundred thirty pounds. Had real long hair. You know, had the big mullet stuff, and they called him Cactus Jack. He's an offensive lineman in, uh, in college. And we were at a White Castle, of all places. My, my wife and I, my first wife and I, were at a White Castle in Lexington, Kentucky. And it was a predominantly black neighborhood. Everybody that worked in there was black. Most of the people were black. And there were like three of us big, what they would call big redneck white boys walked in. And uh, Troy, uh, who also played football at that time, he's about – Six one, six two, and about three seventy. He's a big man. I mean, they. they I had my own security with me. I guess you could say because right, I had some right. big. <laughs> but my wife and I are sitting there, and we're just waiting on our food to get done. And these these three black kids come up to us. I say kids, probably 16, 17 years old ish. Now, mind you guys, I haven't been out of the army long, and and I really didn't care. I, w- I was a hundred pounds lighter than I am now, and I I really. Didn't care if I had to punch somebody in the face or break somebody's legs or I, I you know, I, I really didn't care to do something like that if I had to. I'm a lover, not a fighter now. Right. <laughs> but, but they started harassing me and yeah. they were like, hey, what are you doing with the, you know, what are you doing with this? And they were saying, the sister, what are you doing with this sister? And I was like, what are you talking about? I said, about sister, my wife. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's your wife. And, and, you know, I'm going to condense this story. I'm going to make a, a, a long story, not so long. But what it ended up being was that the two guys with me and me got into a fight with three black kids in White Castle. Wow. And all, I, all that was going through my mind was... I got a question. I have a question. Yeah. Why were they in White Castle? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i just I had to that. i had to be a dick and just <laughs> shove that out there i'm hey, sorry that there sean <laughs> so uh, but, you know these kids i'm not gonna say a fight it was an altercation and my number one thing was i didn't care what color they were i didn't care i was protecting my wife right yeah well there was a guy behind the counter that came over and if you guys have ever been in the old style white castle it's not an easy thing for this guy to get over the counter because you got that big metal piece that hangs down, you know, right. big shelf in front. Yeah. Well, it, this man, he just kept coming out of there. I mean, I thought Jay and Troy were big guys. This guy came out, and I was like, oh, dear, this is going to hurt me. So bad. <laughs> well, when he got out, he went straight towards them. Right. And, and, and which made me feel good, made me feel good because he wasn't trying to beat me up because I wasn't gonna fight him, but but you know just some of the things we went through, and I just that's just one example of what happened. But but this guy came and helped us, right? And and all it was is because I was a white man sitting with a black woman, right? Yeah. And and they uh, saw that as something that they didn't like, right? But just black people, white did the same thing. You know, there were certain places that we just weren't allowed to go. To. You know, certain. Um, 
certain times we weren't allowed to go places. You know, right. I had to sneak around and see some other family because they were afraid if some other family found out about it, you know, they would keep their kids from seeing my mom and things like that. Right. So, so about a year, you know, we had to hide and, and, and things like that. But that's where you were asking about that, Sean. But, but right. that's why, you know, but. but yeah, well, I, I really wasn't trying to put you on the spot or anything, but when you, you brought up the two black guys in Cincinnati, the two white guys from Kentucky, I was like, man, I have to. Yeah, we have to let the people listening know, or they're gonna all be like, racist from Kentucky. Right? Maybe the railroad will come through there one day and they'll learn about the news. <laughs> uh, no, I'd never heard that story actually that you just said, or you know, the one you just. Well, told. I mean, I'm still- Gosh, I was I was only 21, 22 years old when that happened. You know, I was still in, I had just gotten out of the army. I didn't go to college until after I got out of the army. Right. And so this was like the early nineties when I was in you know, in college. But back then, you know, I had the attitude of I didn't care who you were or what you were, except that great big black guy that came across the counter, I wasn't gonna mess with him. <laughs> right. But I didn't care. I, I would have fought anybody and done anything at any time. And I you know, I've taken some good good butt with it. So um right. But I don't. Gosh, it's been. It's probably that's probably the last time I even had an altercation with anybody. Well, it's frustrating but because that, uh, that was that was when. What year was that? He said in the nineties. I'm in the nineties. Right. Ninety-two. And now here we are, thirty years later. Yeah. And now they're trying to push the race narrative thing again on people on everyone. Like it's always the media, man. The media is always the one that's pushing this crap, mm-hmm. and it drives yeah, me crazy. And we're not. And I guess what you know, we've we've talked about this before when I was on before too. I guess a lot of my stance, I guess, on racial issues and the you know with 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 black people or with any other race. And when you're in the military, there's no such thing as race. Right. There's no such thing or you're on the same team. It doesn't matter. Of course, it was a don't ask, don't tell. We don't care if you're gay. We don't care if, you know, uh, you're a lesbian. We don't care if you're black, if you're Mexican, if you're Puerto Rican, Cuban. We don't care because we all volunteered right. to be at that same place at that time. <clears throat> Nobody forced us. We volunteered to be there. Right, and you're all protecting each other. Exactly. As a family. So, you know, you look, at, you look at that person next to you, and something in their mind was like, you know what, I, I'm going to do this because, I, you know, I want to protect my country. And some people say, well, they did it for money. Okay. Regardless, they were there for the same reason because, you know, we weren't drafted like they were from Vietnam or Korea, something like that. There was no draft. Right. You know, I was a stupid kid I'm like, hey, that looks fun. Let's try that. <laughs> and my mom, you know, signed me up for it and I went. So, uh, you know, five years into it. And, and it's probably the best thing I ever did going to the military. But, but you know, you see those other people and you, you don't see color. You don't, seriously, you don't look at it that way. The Army sees everybody as either green or camouflage, whatever, or desert camouflage, whatever it is. Right. You know, they don't see you by the color of your skin. They, they see you by, okay, you're a soldier. And that's the way we all look at it. Yeah. I just, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I see people if they're black or Mexican or whatever, but I still see everybody as a person. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You yeah. know. And, and, you know, that's what I was saying, too. I guess I was uh, stereotyped. When we, when we went up there to Cincinnati, we went to go get that. We walked into that little building under the, you know, under the uh, house. 
Right. And, and you were like, first, howdy, y'all. You got yeah. the old lights? <laughs> and they said, what the yeah. fuck, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. They probably looked at us like, oh, man, there's some, you know, these white boys going to try to roll us. And we're thinking the same thing. Hey, right. these black guys, well, get up down here. They've got 20 <laughs> others waiting on them. You never but can. But that wasn't the case. Like, really? these, these Klansmen's are... Getting brave, man. What's going on here? Well, you never can tell but, when you do it. Too. You know, that stuff comes to your mind because exactly what Randy said, the media keeps us so scared of everyone. Actually, you I know, said if, that, if, but whatever. Okay, Sean. I'll, I'll ah, go Sean. You racist? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Whoever said that about the media? Yeah. Uh, well, that's all it, it is. is about- uh, you know, you... I mean, they just want to take every situation they can to disrupt everybody's lives and make you worried. Now, oh yeah. So yeah. here's a here's a hilarious thing. So I I recently went uh, for a drug test, right? For a job I thought about yeah, for a job I thought about taking. It was downtown, not on the good side of Indianapolis. Okay, it's a weird sort of west side. Yeah, it's a weird brick building. I uh, I went down there. I walked in. As soon as I got to the top of the stairs, it's like six black people. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing because I'd never been there. So I just walked past all of them, yanked the door open, walk in. These people are like, is there people out there outside of the door? And I said, yeah. And they were like, we only let three people in here at a time. You're going to have to go back out there and wait in line. And I was like, well, then you need to have a sign. You know what I mean? So I walk back out, and this lady's like, yeah, this is the line, like a black lady. And I said, yeah, sorry, my bad. I said, I've never even been down here before. And she's like, you know, everything was fine. After that, everything was, yeah. she's like, I thought you were trying to cut in line. And I was like, hell no, I ain't trying to cut in line. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on down here. <laughs> I'm still trying to study for this drug test. <clears throat> yeah. You're right. I'm, still, I'm still trying to study for this thing. Like, I need all the time I, I can get. Water, water, water. Water, water, water. <laughs> you make the 78? 19 what? Uh, did you make a uh, seventy eight on it? Seventy eight score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I got a, a D. I got a D plus, D plus. Okay, that's what I scored. Dude, what was hilarious is like some dude walked out of the drug testing facility, and then he was like, he's like, check this out. If I can do it, anybody can. <laughs> <laughs> if I can graduate and pass the drug test, anybody can. Yeah, it's. It's totally media media driven. It's totally uh, um, kind of politically driven, really. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you know, did you guys hear whenever, I guess it was about two weeks ago, whenever Elon Musk was announcing or they were announcing that he was trying to buy Twitter. Right. And one of the ladies on Fox News was talking about it, and she said, I can't remember, I'm paraphrasing here, but she said something to the effect of, so now this man is going to be telling you what to think and what to do. <laughs> she looked at her other people around there. She goes, that's our job. 
you said that's our job. And nobody caught what she said. And oh they went on. I'm, I'm cracking up. And you can see in her face, she's like, come on, that's the best joke ever. And it flew right over your head. Right, yeah. Because they're probably, that's right. That is our job to tell you what to think. And, yeah, that's crazy. I don't think, uh, as far as I know, I don't. I, we've never tried to influence anybody on this show. We've always just been like, we don't care. Believe what you want. Right. Yeah. That's what we usually do. What's your favorite color? Right. We don't care. We don't care. Um, That's the thing. You know, you hear, and Randy listens to a lot of podcasts. I, I listen to a lot of sports, I guess, podcasts and things like that. I'm not a big listener to things like that, but. I think you should listen to more diverse subjects, not just what you think in your own mind. You know, challenge yourself to, to listen to the other side. Exactly. Right. And, well, that's why before I started listening to uh, – uh, before I started – before I stopped listening to mainstream news, I started watching uh, Fox News, and then I'd watch CNN, and then I'd watch this channel, and then that channel. Like, And then I'd just – pick all the parts that were bullshit and be like, whatever. They're just trying to get a rouse out of whoever. And then actually try to come on the show and report the actual. Well, actually we talked about this before, but all of those shows are like, if you're watching cable news, it's all, I mean, not, not local so much, but no, um, no, no. Local, local news is usually legit. Pretty, 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 much pretty legit. Uh, but well, uh, you have, MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, right? You know, headline news, it, whatever it is. They, listen, they're trying to get viewers. It's shock value. You got nothing. Remember Howard Stern? Whenever he first came out, they were the shock jock. You know, right? And nowadays, it's that's nothing. But that's what they're trying to do. Is hey, what can we do to shock people? Get them to talk about us, or they flip over to our channel. Yeah. If nothing else, just to be like, I can't believe they just said that. Right. right. In, in the, um, uh, but what my point was is really, to be honest with you, all of those news are not news organizations. They're actually uh, entertainment news is what it is. It's not technically news. It's actually more entertainment. Yeah, it's definitely not. Well, yeah. News not is right. when you turn on whatever local channel you have in your state, and they're like, the weather will be rainy tomorrow with a chance of sunshine at the end of the day. And it looks like on Thursday we're looking at a pretty nice day. Right. And then they go, 15 people shot at your local yeah. whatever. Right. And it's like, holy shit. That's like not national well, news. Right. You know, the I'm, days of Walter Cronkite are over. Oh, uh, over. You know, totally over. Totally over. For you I young, remember him as a kid. Yeah, you young viewers yeah. that listen, or yeah, you young people that listen to us, go watch some uh, old YouTube Walter Concrete. Yeah, uh, and, and that dude did not care. He just reported the straight up news. <laughs> what was it? What was his catchphrase at the end? And that's the news. Yeah, yeah. You know, not, that's that's what my opinion, or, or that's what I think. Oh no, that was that's the news on this day, whatever this day is. Right. So, oh, I'm sorry. That's the way I see it. That was the man. Somebody else. Uh, yeah. But even, you know, shows like 60 Minutes, I remember growing up watching that with my grandparents, you know, whenever we'd stay at their house. Right. It was even more just news-based, not exactly sensationalized or anything like that. Right. Yeah, I feel like everything is over-dramatized now. 
It's like a all. Oh yeah. It's like all a show. Like all everything's all for entertainment purposes. Right. And it's annoying. Oh, if, if, if you're putting it on the internet, it's for clickbait. Yep. If you're on TV, shock value. Right. It's it, it's just crazy. That's why I don't click on anything. Yeah. And it's like with sports. You know, everybody has these, what they call hot takes. You know, here's what I think. Here's what I think. How about we just watch a game and enjoy it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've been saying that. I don't know why politics ever got involved in sports anyway. Yeah. You know, and uh, and people ask me all the time about, you know, being a veteran, what do I think about people kneeling or this, that, and the other? You know what? It's their right. Whether I like it or not. And, and quite honestly, I don't. But it, it's their right, and, and that's going by the wayside because the media's quit paying yeah, attention we, to it. We, yeah, well, we, we're we, honestly really glad you just said that. Yeah, because we covered that uh, before. Uh, yeah, another show. <laughs> well, yeah. we cover a lot of stuff. So, right. <clears throat> you have this is supposed to be a free country where you can uh, believe anything that you want to believe. Yeah. You know, religion. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, gay, sex, straight, trans, whatever you are. But now it's getting to the point where, well, you have to believe in it too, or you're a racist. Yeah. I just, and that's yeah. not the way things not, are. Not only that, uh, like, say, uh, if you take into account, like, Whoopi Goldberg's mess up where she got suspended, where she said the, the, um, yeah, the, the Holocaust wasn't about race. Yeah. 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 And she got suspended over it. Um, a lot of people. So what was it about? Uh, they were the, talk, they the were Jews about, and the yeah, Nazis. Yeah, they were talking about the. Um, she said that something about the. I, I can't remember it word for word, but um, something about that the. She said it all, wasn't about race. It wasn't about race. And then because she thinks that only racism applies to black people, pretty much. People of color. Or yeah, people of color. Sorry. Okay, and anyhow, um, uh, anyway, a lot of people that she criticized that I listened to actually came out and said she shouldn't have been suspended for saying that. That was a stupid statement, and she should probably, you know, check into her, um, you know, check into the history on some stuff before she speaks about it, but... They said she shouldn't have been suspended over it because she has the right to say what whatever she wants to say. And she had criticized those people just a, like a month or something before that. Right. Yeah. Well, and also, we all know this too. It, it depends what side of the aisle you're on right now. Right. As to what you can say and how you can say it. Exactly. Right. Well, now they're trying to take so, away free speech. Did you know that? Right. Uh, well, let's see what Elon does about that, so. Right. And Randy. some people misunderstand what free speech means. Yes, you have the right to say certain things and, and do what you, you know, say, speak your piece. But that doesn't mean you don't have consequences to your speech. Exactly. Right. You know, there, there, there are laws in place for that. So you can, you have the right to say what you want to, but. You know, you can't sit in a movie theater and yell fire. You can't yell bomb in an airport. Right. Yeah, you have you have the God-given right to do that, but they have the God-given right to tackle you and take you out of his handcuff. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. <clears throat> Not that it's happened to me before, but... 
Are you sure? Are you positive? <laughs> well, <laughs> thought I seen you on the news one time yelling say, fire Rob, in the porn right theater. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. <laughs> but, but, you know, off of all that real quick, I've, I've been thinking about this the whole time we've been sitting here, Sean. Now, this is for Sean. Have you found any of the new labeled bush blockades that they're coming out with? No. It's an act. It says it's spelled bush blockade. L A T T E. <laughs> they stole that. They are coming out with those. I saw this a couple weeks ago. They're okay. supposed to be. That's it. Or a, a rule Maris going to have to follow a lawsuit. <laughs> I've been drinking uh, bush light for chewy. Yeah. Uh, 15, 16 years probably. And uh, every one of my friends and everybody I know and everybody that's ever seen me drink it has always been like, I can't believe you drink that redneck shit. And it's like, it's awesome. But yeah, <laughs> then, not- then all these YouTube videos come out and they're like, bush latte. And it's like, dude, yeah. if I would have just thought of latte 15 years ago, I'd be the rich guy. <laughs> right. Copyright. Stuff, man, there you go. But, dude, I'm not a big drinker. I'm, I'm not. But every now and then, I, 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 Sean, you remember I sent you all that picture a couple weeks ago. I said, you know, I'm going back to my redneck poor days and going to right. some bush light. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I sent that my my best friend here in town. I sent him a picture of it. And he said, man, you know, you make money now. You can afford to drink real beer. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, I've always drank bush light and, uh, I just, I mean, I just like it. That's well, you a, like that's what my, you like? Yeah, man. that's my beer. You know what I mean? Which, not saying I don't uh, drink other beer when I, like, go out to dinners and stuff like that. Or we go to breweries. Like, right. we went to the Fish Moon. They don't have Bush Light there. They have their own beer. Right. And, yeah, those were those were great beers, too. The food was great. The beers were great. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's like if I'm going to sit at home, it's Bush Light. And that's I mean, wrong that? Bush that's lattes. the way, oh, yeah. yeah. Bush lattes now, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, these right. uh, this cancel culture turned them into lattes. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> do now they come out with those and get you some as a collector's item and <clears throat> shoot them right in front. I think I'm just going to go down and stand tomorrow on the main street, the town I live in, with a thirty pack of cold bush lattes with my bib overalls on and just drink. As cars pass, and wait for a cop to stop and be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Making YouTube video." Move on. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, you're on TikTok right now. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, yeah. So all you got is throw your hands up back like you're doing a little TikTok. You so, know what I actually did today it. when I went to the liquor store? This isn't even a joke. You know what I did? I went to the the uh you know how they have that one section at the liquor store where they sell single beers you know uh-huh. what i mean right. i went over there and tried to find a hams oh yeah because i was like man i want to try hams or whatever because i know i tried it back in the day and it didn't seem too bad but i want to try it now they didn't have any they didn't have any pbr either really which i thought was weird that's kind of weird yeah did they have uh schlitz no they had regular curs which i know i don't like and then they had curs light which i know i don't like then they had bush light, which I do know I like. But yeah, so it's like I like it, like it, don't like it, don't like it, like it, like it, don't like it, don't like <laughs> right, it. Yeah. It's like where is the one that I'm not sure about? 
That's the one I need. Well, you have, uh, is it Falls or Falls City? What is it, Falls? Fall City. Is it Falls City? I think it's Falls City. Yeah. I don't like that either. (laughs) Well, I remember as a kid, my dad, I remember seeing the commercials. There was a bear. Like, it was a cartoon-type thing. And this is how, I I can't believe I can remember this stuff from a little kid, but I just remember seeing Falls City, Falls or Falls City, whatever it was, but a bear in the commercial, like a cartoon bear. And I remember seeing my dad drink that. My dad was a big drinker. But I remember seeing my dad drink that when I was a kid. And I always thought, I wonder what Falls City would taste like. And I've never had it, so... Probably tastes you like know, Stroh's or something. Uh, probably tastes like shit. Oh, Stroh's, man! I remember that too. Uh, it's disgusting. I, 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 uh, yeah, Stroh's. That was your guys's. That was your guys's air. Stroh's actually is awful. Uh, I, I I've drank it before. The, the funny bet thing, you have. The funny thing is, is uh, I used to work with a guy, and that's all he would drink. And he would go like after work, like right after work, all the time to the bar and he would get Stroh's right and uh then whenever he retired he had his retirement party so i i i drank a couple of them with him and um uh, i thought i'd try it i could drink it but it's not my favorite that's for sure and then uh, well, that's what i'm saying there's beers what, you can drink and then there's right your beer right but then but then he he, he ended up after he retired uh, a few years later, he ended up passing away. So the day he passed away, I went up to that same place where he went almost every day, and I and they had carry out there. And I said, "Could I get a six pack of Stroh's in the bottle?" And um, they said, "Oh, that's funny. We just had a buddy died. That that's all he used <clears> to drink." And right. I said, "Yeah, I know. That's why I'm buying some." And uh, anyway, I walked out and I went home and I. I had my six pack of Stroh's. Tastes good. I drank it. Uh, I mean, I can drink it. No comment. I, I can almost, I can almost drink anything. But uh, there is as no far way, as dude. far as beer goes, but nope. You you wouldn't drink a Stroh's? No, I know what it tastes like. It tastes like shit. <laughs> I'm not drinking it. Well, I noticed on two or on uh, Yellowstone. Uh, Brian, you watch Yellowstone, right? Oh yeah. I noticed on that. Uh, I noticed when they're in their um, what do you call it the the bunkhouse the bunkhouse yeah yeah the bunkhouse, yeah, yeah the, what they're drinking it's like a it's just a Coors but it's yeah. like a little bottle it's like a little a little, a little fat bottle right it's almost like the little kings of the Budweiser right yeah right, yeah. <laughs> yeah and no I'm not oh, drinking no. Coors either that shit's <laughs> that shit's gross but I remember getting those when I was in high school Miller Ponies we would go up to Richmond Kentucky which is about 45 minutes north of where I live, and they have a drive-thru up there, a Wildcat Wicker. And the drive-thru, they didn't care how old you were. Uh, one of the guys <laughs> I was friends with, Derek Brown, uh, we would go up there. He was 18 at the time. I mean, you just pull up and tell him you need a you know, a case of Miller Ponies, and it was a 30-pack, 30-pack of Miller Ponies. And this is how stupid we were, just just straight-up stupid. We would, He was driving. I was riding, and we would see how many we could drink by the time we got home. Well, yeah, that was back in the day when that was fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mine's driving down I-75. You know, come down I-75 across 461, you know, down 27 in Somerset. Right. Him drinking all these Miller ponies. And I'm 16 years old. And, and you know, stuff like that. Of course, I'm telling all my stuff, thank goodness. Right. My mom, God bless her, <clears throat> not here anymore. <laughs> to hear Damn. some of this stuff. But, Damn uh, mothers but against drunk driving. Oh, yeah. Totally you know, kidding. You know, totally kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, some of the stupid stuff we did, you were talking about some of the beer, too. I remember I was 17 years old, and we were at my at Jay's house, my best friend. He lived down by the lake, by Lake Cumberland. They lived right on the lake. And they had a little cul-de-sac back there, a little gravel road back in the middle of nowhere. I mean, this was the sticks. You had to want to get to where he lived. And we were there, and they had a bootlegger that was about a quarter mile away. When he and I came up with $25 one night, 17 years old, he's 18. He's a senior in high school. I was a junior. No, I'm sorry. He was 17. I was 16. Because he was a senior. I was a junior. I graduated at 17. And I went to, I walked down there, and the guy had global. I don't know if y'all ever had that or not. Global beer. Yeah. Never heard of it. Sounds terrible. Yeah, look it up, it's water. And I gave him $25 for a 12-pack. Holy and shit. Jay, that was expensive back then. About, mind you, back then, this was a dry... Yeah, we still it live was in a dry, dry county, county dry. The city is wet here Okay. Now. You can All get right. alcohol in the city, but you can't find out the county. I probably would have just asked out. for a bottle of something. <laughs> well... You know, 17-year-old kid, we didn't know anything different. We were like, okay, it's 25 bucks, 12-pack, you know, bootlegger. You know, that's what it was. Right. You just paid told you. And I remember, Jay, we drank all those beers on, you know, like, took us two days to do it, Friday, Saturday night. And we thought we were doing something. But it was, I remember Global was the name of it. And then I went back another time, and he had another one. It wasn't, it wasn't PBR. It was just called Red, White, and Blue. Yeah. That was the name of the beer, Red, White, Blue. I, I think I remember that one. There's another. Yeah. One, there's another one called Red Stripe, right? Yeah, that's Jamaican beer. Red Stripe. Oh, okay. Yeah, my yeah. wife and I were in Jamaica last year for our 20th anniversary. Red Stripe is actually not a bad beer. That's a that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not you too know, bad, really. Yeah, we did um, meal. You know, we we were at a resort over there and had you know had a couple of meals. So right, but uh, and then um, I remember as a kid. My dad would go to this. I don't know what the name of the place was. It wasn't all these, but sort of something like that. But it was all generic stuff. And I remember, and I swear, as I'm sitting here, it was a white can and black letters that said beer that he would buy <laughs> at this cheap It was in Indianapolis. I remember this little shopping center in Indianapolis. My dad would buy it, and it was, it was just, you know, it, what you think of Aldi today, like a, a, a one of those, I don't know, surplus store or whatever right. it is. But yeah, I gotcha. He, it was a just a generic white can that said beer. And he would buy it by the case. Yeah, my dad was a heavy drinker. I don't know about that. But, my uh, grandparents, both my grandma and grandpa, used to drink Old Milwaukee. <laughs> Old Milwaukee, oh yeah. Good Lord. That's, that's another one I've never had. That's kind of like Stroh's, right? Oh my gosh, so nasty, dude. <laughs> I've had it before. I can't yeah. handle it. I just, I just tried it. 
I'd rather just drink uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah, PBR. Over, yeah. I'd rather drink PBR than Old Milwaukee, for sure. Oh, I just tried this not too long ago. It's called Blood White Platinum. Ah, disgusting. <laughs> the blue can? Yep, nasty. Yeah. I did a couple, you know, a couple of those. They're not did bad. You, did you like it? Yeah, he said they're uh, Oh, they're not bad? Yeah. It's not terrible. It's an acquired taste. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't prefer it when it first came out. I... I tried it because well, I thought, mm, Bud Light Platinum, oh, like, here we go. We're moving up in the world, huh? Right. And then I tried it, and I was like, what the hell, the man? The first beer I ever had was probably... Tastes like it had a lithium battery in it to me. <laughs> the first beer I ever had was... Yeah, what uh, is the monster oh. energy of beer? Yeah. <laughs> battery uh, no, oh. I used to... But, the first one, I first started, you know, trying beer, whatever... Uh, first one i had was actual just regular budweiser and i was you know i at first when i first started drinking it i was like uh you know i didn't really care for it too much but uh, and then i kind of got to use i got used to drinking it and then um and then now and since i went back went to light beer i i uh i can't drink a regular budweiser anymore either i can drink one <laughs> Excuse me, from time to time, if I'm if I'm eating a you know a ribeye or oh, well, you know a steak, maybe yeah, something like but, that. I'm not like I said, I'm not a big drinker. The way I'm talking, I've been drinking forever. I've talked about it's been over a forty year period or thirty year period, but uh, it, it's for me. I guess Bud Light, you know, like I guess would be my favorite. Or a, uh, I went to a. Fozzie concert. Don't know if you know who Fozzie is or not, but Chris Jericho, professional wrestler, he has a, a band called Fozzie. And we went to uh, my one of my friends here in town went to go see them a couple years ago in Louisville. And I'd never had one before, but I had a Gingling when I was up there. Yeah, they're not bad. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm going to tell you, Gingling, man, I'll buy, I'll buy a six pack or twelve pack every now and then. I'll buy a twelve pack of beer in the last week, a month and a half. Right, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I like Yinling, but uh, yeah, it's one of those beers that we. I mean, I wouldn't want a case of it. Right. Yeah. It's not a I, night. It's it, w- it wouldn't be a after work nightly drinker or anything. Right. Uh, I usually like Brian. I'm more of a Bud Light guy, but um, uh, I used to. Uh, well, I but I will every now and then if I go out to eat or something, I may, I may get a Killian's or I might get a Sam Adams. I, some, every now and then I, I want a little thicker beer. That's got a little, Oh well, more yeah. Flavor. If I go, yeah. If I go out, I'm going to order something. Yeah. Off, off the norm. Right. I'm not, not a, you know, one of those, fruit whatever, you know, Sam Adams, something now, just give me a Bud Light or a, uh, I understand. I will. Yeah. All right. I do get nostalgic from time to time because when I was in Germany, when I was stationed over there, we had a beer called Export, which was like a a Budweiser, a little bit stronger, but also they had uh, Stella Artois over there. They had Stella, and I fell in love with it. it. It's a little more, it's a little bitter taste, but once you get used to it, man, it's really good. Yeah, so I've every, I, I've drank some Stella. Yeah, every <laughs> now and then. Now I'm gonna tell you. Stella's, you can't sip on three or four of those like you can a regular bill, uh, beer. 
You step on three or four of those, and it's going to kick your rear end. <laughs> those things, a little stout. So I'm just going to tell you right now, they're a little stout. But, right. but Stella, about once a year, maybe once every six months, I'll buy a 12-pack of Stella's. Right. And the only time I'll drink one is, if I, again, if I'm eating a you know, steak or you know for supper or something like that one night. And, I, you know, I, honestly, I don't think I've ever ordered a beer at a restaurant. May, I may have ordered two beers at a restaurant in my life. I order them every time I go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just one of those Sometimes I even forget when I get home, I'm like, bush light. And then my wife's like, I'm not your waitress. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian. You know, Sean. Oh, go ahead. Yes. You got the sugar mama now. Yeah. Sean's got the sugar mama. He can afford something by the bush light. I like bush light. I love it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Keep it in touch with the Yeah. It's like yeah. Uh, I was going to come on here. I didn't know this was going to become a, a beer. I didn't either. Beer I, was getting, I was just getting ready to say thanks, Brian, for the beer talk. <laughs> you know what? That's what, hey, here's the math I love about talking to you all. We can talk about anything, right? You know, we can start off sports or racing or you know the wrestling with Brandon Wilson and. Now, Brandon is a big mojito guy. Mojitos. Mojito, huh? Yeah, I, mojito. Like, I like mojitos. That's the nastiest thing ever created. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> That's like taking something and just pouring a cup of sugar in it. Yeah, it's called well, coffee. I will say, <laughs> I will say, I do, I do, I do when I'm on vacation, I love a good, um, oh shoot, margarita. No. Sex uh, on the beach. <coughs> Pina colada. Oh. Uh, hey. Do you like getting caught hey. in the rain? No. <laughs> Listen, I'm secure enough in my masculinity to say, I love me some pina colada. All right. <laughs> Especially when you're on a beach <clears throat> or something at a hotel. Oh, right. Oh, geez. I don't really good. mind pina coladas, but I'm not a coconut fan. Oh, well. It's so good. I'm more of like a... Margarita guy. Uh, nah, well, I like margaritas too, but I go more towards the like strawberry uh, hur- hurricanes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Jamaica last year, and at the resort we yeah. were at, they had Quit these things bragging. called. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the one time my wife and I went on vacation together alone was our 20th anniversary. But we were at the place in, in Jamaica, and they had a thing called a Bob Marley. I don't know what they that. put in it. Don't matter. know what they put in it. They had all the Jamaican colors, you know, the red, yellow, green, black, you know, how the, yeah. the, the layers of. And I'm sure it had, you know, vodka and rum and whatever. But after about three of them, you didn't care. You're like, <laughs> yeah, just Bob Marley. And, you know, so. Give me some more Marleys, uh, will you? Yeah. And, and, yeah, but that's, like yeah. I said, you know, I'm a raging alcoholic, but I'm not. I might drink, you know, that's probably the most I ever drank. Since I got out of the army, when I was over there, right? Yeah, I, uh, in my hometown, we have a Mexican restaurant down there that's full blown owned owned by a Mexican guy. I know him really well. Uh, he's actually from Mexico. Uh, most of his workers are are uh, citizens that moved up here, but they have a drink down there called the Mexican Flag. And shoo-wee, you got to watch out for that thing. 
<laughs> I think it make you go to sleep. Is that right? Oh, that's great, though. Tastes good. But, yeah. All right, well, I think we should end the show with this. Uh, alcohol talk is always good to end the well, show. Well, no, we're doing the first part. So we got to See there, I've got your new podcast ready for you right now. <laughs> okay, well... That's what I mean. We're in the the end of the first half. We're doing pretty well, right? Ended on a good note, yeah. Which is the alcohol talk. (laughs) Everybody's gonna relate. Everybody's gonna be like, "Bush Light sucks" or whatever. So they're all gonna be like, "What are they gonna say next?" So which one was uh, Miller Light? Tastes great, less filling. Yeah, yeah. Remember those commercials, Bob Uecker, and you know, right back in the late seventies, early eighties. Then they used uh, Reggie Miller for the old Miller time. Right. <laughs> Maybe that was yeah, just here. Right, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, Brian, yeah. we appreciate you coming on for real. Definitely, and also Brandon. Brian. I said and Brandon. Oh, and Brandon, yeah. yeah. I thought you said, I thought you said and Brian as far as you were no. talking to him. No, I, but, I said and also Brandon. See what happens when you don't pause? I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it's like, thanks Brandon for coming on, jerk. Brian. Brandon. What would you say, yeah. Brian? Brandon's a jerk, so let's not care about <laughs> okay, There okay. we go. What was you saying about me? You said my name. Say my name. Say my name. Buddy, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Brian, thank you for coming <laughs> on. Thank you for the information on the speed track. Uh, thank you. Real quick. Go ahead. Yes, sir. A4, 7,500 to win at Lake Herman Speedway. It's at lcspeedway.net is the website. I try to keep it updated about as much as I can. But the uh, Facebook page is where you need to go, Lake Herman Speedway Dirt Racing. I keep that updated daily. All right. So check that. And uh, if you're in the southern Kentucky area, the uh, racetrack is in Burnside, Kentucky. And uh, it's right on Lake Cumberland. Like, from the tower where I sit at the racetrack, you can see Lake Cumberland from where I sit. So I have the best view, especially when the sun sets. I have the best view of anywhere in the United States. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you look right over, you know, turn one into turn two, and you see the sunset. You see the beautiful Burnside Island. You see, you know, the marina. Right. You see everything right there. You're like, I got it made here. So <laughs> you're gonna have come to come on uh, out and see you, us. Sorry, go ahead. No, I say come on out and see us. We're open every Saturday night. There are a couple nights we're not open just because of other big races going on around. But we're open pretty much from May first all the way through November, end of October into November on Saturday nights. So right. uh, have a lot of fun. Hey, just real quick, I was going to ask you earlier, and I forgot, but uh, do, you, do you ever have any uh, big names still coming down there? Or coming? We do. The, yeah. Uh, some of the you know big regional drivers. If you're familiar with dirt track racing, we'll have Scott James down there. Scott Bloomquist was there with us last year. Scott Bloomquist is probably the most famous driver in the history of late of, uh, dirt track racing. He and Billy Moyer. Mm-hmm. We've had Billy Moyer there, Billy Moyer Jr., We've had, you know, we, we get on a regular basis when these big shows come in. Uh, we're going to have uh, the Lucas Oil Series coming to our other track, Ponderosa Speedway, 
you're going to get, and people who listen to this, if you know anything about dirt track racing, Jonathan Davenport, Tim McCready, you're going to get the national touring drivers that show up to this stuff. So at any given race, we have some of the biggest names in dirt track racing that show up Tony Stewart to our racetrack. Uh, Tony Stewart ever show up at uh, one of those? Tony Stewart has never raced at our track. He's been there one time. Oh, okay. We have had Ken Schrader and Kenny Wallace race at our racetrack right. a couple times. Mm-hmm. So those guys race a lot of dirt track, but right. uh, for the most part, the guys you're going to see, you know, Scott Bloomquist is probably the biggest name we've had. He was just there last year. So uh, we're looking forward to having him back again this year sometime. We have a big uh, 15,000 to win race coming up in August. The oh, Harold Hargrove cool. Memorial. We'll probably have him there for that. So, yeah, we enjoy it, guys. And uh, right. also, if you're looking for a Kia or any kind of used car, you know, besides the new one, come see me at Don Franklin Somerset Kia in Somerset, Kentucky. There you go. There you go. I, I know because I bought one, right. and it's still fantastic. That's right. That Celtos. Exactly. Celtos is still one of the hottest selling vehicles in the United States. So they're doing pretty good. There you go. Well, Brian, we appreciate you coming on, dude, for real. Yeah, and may the 4th be with you again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, Randy. I've never watched the first episode. I've never watched the first anything of Star Wars. <laughs> I know, but it's May 4th, right? So <laughs> I got to say. <laughs> yeah, I do know this. I know Randy's brother is like the, the biggest Star Wars fan ever. So, but I've never watched it. So, yeah, y'all be good. Okay. See you guys. See you later, man. Hey, see Thanks. you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Well, that concludes our show as far as the first half. Uh, good God. I hope you guys stay around for the second half. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, no um, uh, I've got some cancel culture stuff coming up that you didn't even know about what happened. Um, this He's is going to be a long episode. Oh, dude. it's going to be huge long. Uh, yeah. This so, went on uh, for almost two hours. This oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're just letting you know. This is a rare one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate you guys listening every week. Um, so sorry for being so long, but, you know, we we don't control the guests either. Right. We don't tell them there's a certain time limit when you need to shut your mouth or anything. <laughs> like you just you you have to say what you have to say and you gotta roll you, with it. Yeah, you come on here and we roll with it because I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like that's what I care about. Right. Is the listeners and the people that are willing to come on the show. Right. And other than that, it is what it is. Right. But Stick so we're gonna we're gonna yeah, we're gonna sign off. Randy's got a pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> His wiener's burning probably. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys coming on. And I can't wait till you get to the second half of the show. You guys better keep listening. Or or nothing. That's what's going to happen. Or nothing. But you know how it is. Check out the second half for sure when you have time. Right. I'm Sean. And I'm Randy. And this is Rule America.
You know what really chaps my ass, Randy? What's that? I told you about this, but now I got it to show you. You ready? What? <laughs> right. Red man chewing tobacco is no longer red man. America's best. Yeah, America's <laughs> best. <laughs> yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, it says same great red man taste. New name. <laughs> yeah, it's even got red man on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell, man? It's funny. That logo is what made it look awesome. <laughs> Dicks. Cancel culture. I didn't even know they did that. You know, when I was younger, I bought a bag of chewing tobacco one time. I may still have it in the house somewhere, like in my filing cabinet or something. Right. I never did. I mean, I tried it. I didn't really care for it. But, so I just I kept it. I don't know why I even kept it. I should have just thrown it away. Well, I went in the, so I went in the store, and I said, yeah, can I get a pouch of Red Man? And they were like over there looking and looking and looking. And I was like, all I seen was the green and the white. Right. <clears throat> like from where I was. And I was like, it's right there. I was like, it's on the top shelf. <laughs> I was like, to the left on the top shelf. She's like, that's not Red Man. It says America's best. And I was like, what? I was like, let me see that. <laughs> I looked at it and I turned it around and I was like, oh, same great flavor, new name, huh? Cancel culture, you shit box. Done got to the red man. Yeah. Washington football team and, yeah. and uh, the Cleveland, Cleveland's, Cleveland uh, baseball team. Yeah. Get out of here. I wonder if Indianapolis will change the name of their minor league. I don't know. I don't think enough people care about minor stuff. Right. <laughs> It's probably true. You know what I mean? Because they're not on TV. That's yeah. So nobody's seeing it. Yeah. Except unless you are going to the games. And we all know those people ain't going to baseball games because they're un-American anyway. Oh, you mean the cancel culture people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, don't <laughs> say it. I was saying. No, the cancel culture people, not Native Americans. Right. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, yeah, sorry. I wasn't trying to confuse anybody. But, yeah, I mean the cancel culture people. They're too busy. Trolling the internet, trying to find something to complain about to get rid of. Drives me crazy. Whatever. So, oh yeah, I wanted to start the second half off too with this clip. Because remember how we were talking about, like, me and you disagreed on this of, like, uh, people, like, that live certain places that there's no real, like, no clean water, no food, do you remember that talking about that? And refresh my memory a little bit more. I can't remember what brought it up, but we were talking like uh, over in like Africa and places like that where we send all this money for like water and food and all this stuff, and we're always helping other countries or whatever. Okay. And then we always have stuff here that needs to be done. Right. And it's like we just don't get to it or whatever. Right. But uh, what part did we disagree on? Because I said I don't think we should send money over there. Oh. And you were like, well, I think we should help people out. And then I said, well, why don't they just go somewhere else? Oh, right. Or whatever. Yeah, so, okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember it now. Okay. Yeah. So here's uh, the late, great uh, comedy, or sorry, comic, uh, Sam Kinison. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Stop world hunger. Stop sending them food. 
Don't send these people another buying phones. You want to send them something? You want to help? Send them U-Hauls. <laughs> send them U-Hauls, some luggage. Send them a guy out there that goes, hey, you know, we've been driving out here every day with your food for like the last, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And we were driving out here a day across the desert, and it occurred to us there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i found I, I was just like uh going through going through these clips or whatever and i seen sam kennison and i was like oh, i'll click on that and then i clicked on it and it was that and i was like oh yeah I'm, i gotta play that clip because of it's it, that's actually funny because i just heard this today uh i don't know if you've heard this or not i didn't talk to you about it but uh i guess what was it last weekend when they had the hollywood bowl Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, they had the Hollywood Bowl, and you know whatever I don't know what it is, but anyway, I guess it's a, like a comedy show or something, or I don't know. They have comedians perform anyhow. So anyway, Dave Chappelle was on, sa- on stage, and somebody started to come up on the stage. Oh yeah, so they tackled him. Yeah, tackled yeah. him, and their security like punched him and stuff. Oh I dude, guess. they messed him up. Like they showed a little clip. <laughs> I didn't of, watch it, but. Uh, I seen a clip where it showed him on the stretcher, the guy that oh, had, really, the guy that attacked Chappelle. He was on the stretcher, getting loaded in the ambulance, and it basically looked like his shoulder was backwards. Like, oh. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, Chris Rock came on after, and, right. he, and he goes, "Was that Will Smith?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. That was pretty good. Well, that, that that was actually a Netflix taping that he was doing there. Oh, really? Yeah. So I hope they, I hope they include all that on the Netflix. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, yeah. I doubt they do. I I doubt they do either. But we'll see. I thought I think it'd be funny if they did and just left it alone. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the point of it is even. Uh, well, I heard about it on the Bottom Town show, but. Uh, they were saying Tom was even like, this has got to stop. It's you know? getting ridiculous, dude. Yeah. And it, uh, it's because, uh, I guess, Chappelle's been making those jokes about the LBGT community or whatever, like the trans people. But oh. he's he's just, uh, it's just it, a joke. I know. And Rogan has a good point about it. He's like, anybody that can, criticizes him over any of that stuff didn't actually watch the special. There's no way. Right. Because... He, you know, he was coming at it from a place of love, or whatever, right. or you know, oh well, whatever. Yeah. Oh, what are you gonna do? Right. I don't know. And I guess that leads us to, uh, you know, Supreme Court thing. You want to talk about what happened? About? What happened? Oh, some <laughs> document got leaked uh, of one of the justices. Uh, Whatever, you know, I don't know what it is. Anyhow, the decision's not final or whatever, but you know about the abortion thing, which everybody knew was coming anyway. I'm sure. Well, yeah, but here's my thing. Here's my take on the whole situation. Here's another reason why the 
federal government shouldn't be involved. That's true. Should be state level. Well, that's and that's exactly the point of it. And actually, if you come at it from even even a couple of the lefty guys I listened to, they were even saying, technically, if you're a constitutionalist, they this is the actual right decision. You know, as far as constitution, because what what they were saying was the con- uh, abortion was nowhere mentioned in the constitution. Right. So they shouldn't have any say over it. It should be a right. law issue. Right. They're supposed the to rule. State. Yeah, they're supposed to make decisions on law. Right. That's not really law. Right. I mean, it is. No, I mean. Right now, but. Well, yeah. But they've turned it into that. They've turned it into <clears throat> it. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I mean, me personally, I don't believe in abortion. I understand. But that's my opinion. But I also have a bunch of kids. Right. You know, somebody else. I mean, it's it's whatever your flavor is, man. I don't care. Right. I don't care about it either too much. I just, I will say this is. Now, if my wife got pregnant and then she went and had an abortion, like, you know, without me being involved at all. Yeah. I'd be mad. Well, I'd be severely that, mad. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Without even asking you or anything. Right. Yeah, but that, that's not going to happen. But. Well, here's another thing is like, uh, I mean, I, I get like, uh, so I also understand if say some chick gets pregnant and then something happens where she's going to die and the baby's going to die. Well, this is the whole point of, okay, this uh, one guy had a really good point of view and he was saying like, okay, here's the thing. All these lefties and this guy's a lefty. Well, he's, he's like an old lefty, not the new lefty that's. Right. crazy and wacko and in a cult but he <laughs> he uh he he was saying um that the only thing he said he don't really like the decision because he was more about he was more for like uh legal but uh safe and rare right and then like and he said he made the point because all these lefties all these real wacko lefties they always bring up Stuff like, well, if you pull the country, 70% uh, uh, approve of the that law staying, uh, you know, in effect. The, right. The, the Roe versus, versus Wade. Wade. Yeah. Or not law, but, you know, decision or whatever. And um, he said, technically, if you look at the poll, m- more than, um, he said, it's not really that way. He said, if you ask the question in this way, should there be restrictions on it and the majority of people say yes well there i mean yeah there definitely should be restrictions right because if not they're just gonna i mean i think some of that's what the main problem is that people have with abortion is some people are extreme with it thinking that all these people are just running around getting pregnant and didn't want it and they got an abortion because they're 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 whores or whatever and just want to sleep around with a bunch of people then you got the other people who are just like, nope, I'm nope, nobody should do it. You're killing babies, and you're going to go to hell. Well, I understand that situation, too, because of your religious beliefs or whatever, you know. Right. But my position is, whatever your flavor is, I don't care. I really don't. Unless it, Do I believe in abortion? No. Um, am I going to be out there with a sign or anything? No. Here's because... Let's just say I believed that if you get an abortion, you're going to hell. 
right? Which I right. don't believe that. Because technically you're allowed to be give, forgiven for anything. But two, let's just say I did believe that, though. Why do I care if that person goes to hell? Exactly. What's the, any of that on my business? No, it's none of your business. I know. I understand. It's like I like beer, and there's a bunch of people outside my house chanting like, beer, beer go down with the beer. Right. Beer's not good. You know? It's evil. And, yeah, it's evil. You're going to go to hell. Right. Well, go home. Because I'm going to keep drinking it. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Here's where the problem may come in. Okay, so, okay, technically the, all the liberals, the way crazy liberals, they're all freaked out about it because they think it's going to put it into all abortions, which it's not. They, they're just going to make it where the states have the right to have their own laws. Right. Which, so a lot of the red states are probably going to ban it uh, than, than a lot, like, Blue states are going to keep it. Right. Okay, the problem would be, say a person lives in Indiana, which they outlaw it. Right. Then they go to New York or California or somewhere to have an abortion. Right. And they come back to Indiana. Then Indiana's banned it. Now they're saying that you killed a, a living life. Once you come back to Indiana, they may arrest you. I don't think that would happen. I don't think so either. But I, well, okay, number one, you have could. to prove it's, that. It's possible. Well, that's true. But I, I mean, mean unless just, you're running around telling everybody, yeah. yep, I went to California, got an abortion, nobody's going to know because medical, yeah. medical shit's sealed up. Right. No one's going to know. Nobody's allowed to know. Right. So if you got pregnant and no one knew and you drove to California, had an abortion, drove back here, and acted like you went on vacation for a few days out there, right? no one's going to be the wiser. Yeah, not unless you let everybody. Yeah, know. unless you want to brag about it like an idiot, yeah. which some people probably Somebody would. Probably would, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That that could be a problem. Um, uh, there was another point I was going to make. I forgot. But, oh well, we could move on to something else. Well, hold on. I got President uh, Joe Biden's take on the abortions things too. Oh really? Yeah. This is from. This is from when he was Vice President, by the way. Okay. Oh, nope, nope, I lied. Nope, I lied again. <laughs> the hell's happening here? Something is going on. There it is. My religion uh, defines who I am. And uh, I've been a practicing Catholic my whole life. Um, and uh, it has particularly informed my social doctrine. Catholic social doctrine talks about taking care of those who uh, who uh, can't take care of themselves, uh, people who need help. Um, with regard to um, with regard to abortion, I accept my church's position on abortion as a what we call de fide doctrine. Life begins at conception. That's the church's judgment. I accept it in my personal life, but I refuse to impose it on equally devout Christians and Muslims and Jews and uh, I just refuse to impose that on others See, that, that, that makes sense yeah, right, right there it's probably one of the only things we played on this show we're where he actually made some sense <laughs> right <laughs> so see I'm just saying we're not a biased show by any means no. no if I find some good stuff I'll play it that was a, I thought that was a great way to play say it, it to yeah it, yeah now, I'm sure his position's different now, but... Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, he already did come out, I think, and said that they that 
he's planning on you know trying to make it law or something. Right. Uh, but, oh, I mean, sending a law to Congress or whatever. Right. And then you know Kamala Harris went on her big speech rant about you know it's a woman's right to do with whatever she wants with her body and da 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 and all that. And then it's just like okay. Well, that brings back the whole vaccine factor. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, you can't say that. I know. that's, that's You can't thing. just be like, we should be able to do what we want with our own body. And it's like, great. Then people that don't want vaccine, then you need to stop talking crap about them on TV all <laughs> exactly. the time. Well, I told you it's a cult. All yeah. the lefty, people, the way wacky people, <laughs> the way wacky left people, they're all, they're in a cult. They're so in, they're well, something. And um, you could say the same thing about the extreme right, too, but. Anyhow. Well, yeah. It goes both ways. It's, yeah, we don't mind. We, we're a... Uh, what, what do you, how do you think that? Uh, well, I used to be like Switzerland, neutral. Right. But now they've, they're they joining NATO, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm like now. I'm still neutral, though. I don't know if that's going to I happen. am... Everything should be at a state level. Yeah, exactly. Laws and like stuff. Like we, we talked about before. Right. Shit. I don't think marriage, uh, abortion stuff, uh, any of that should be controlled by the government at all. Period. Nothing. Worry about the big stuff. This is what cracks me up. They're always they're always ranting and raving about the shit that doesn't really affect anyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here's, so just put it to a state level. Won't want, they make? Won't they just be like, you know what? We don't want involved in any shit anymore. Here's, a, here's one good thing they could probably do. Um, a good compromise on it. It'd be I don't know. What, let's see what you think about it. I, I just came to me. You know, I brought up the whole point about somebody going to another state and then coming back to where they live and then getting arrested right. if somebody found out. Okay. Why? Well, instead of making a federal law where abortion is legal no matter what. Instead of doing that, to compromise, you could just say, okay, you states can pass your own laws. Well, we're going to make a federal law that you can't arrest somebody if they go to another state and has one. Bam. Well, okay, here's another. Um, I like your point, Randy, for right. sure. So here's the same exact point. Now, there's going to be probably a lot of people that hear my point, and they're like, it's not the same. <laughs> <clears throat> but it is. It's just totally different circumstances, like Abortion's here, and what I'm about to say is way down the line from that. Okay, but it would still be this under the same law. Okay, okay. So if you went to Cal- if you lived in Indiana, abortion was illegal. You drove to California, had it, came back. No, I don't think you should be arrested. Two, that was like back here in Indiana back in the day. How many times have you? Traveled to Ohio to get beer on Sunday and then came back. <laughs> and it was against the law here. To be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever done that. The um, I my, have several times my, back in the day. My, um, um, no, my my brother used to do that a lot. My older brother, I remember they would they used to go over there, go to the bars and stuff, right? And, and just bring back a bunch of beer. On but Sundays. that would be under the same law. Yeah, yeah. If you would have, if you would have got pulled over once you got to Indiana, same thing with the marijuana, right? People do it here in Indiana all the time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they go to Michigan or Ohio or somewhere to get it, right? Or Illinois. Except you're going to get arrested if you 
come back with that. Is that right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> well, yeah. If you get caught. Well, it. yeah, if you get caught see, with it. That's another thing, see? Like you said, <laughs> just don't brag about it, right? Right, you don't, yeah. <laughs> Mom's the word when it comes to stuff like that. Right. And then, uh, well, yeah, especially something like that, you definitely wouldn't want to tell on yourself because that would be federal crime because yeah. you traveled across, across state, state lines, lines with an illegal substance. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. And if you do, shh, okay? <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing of it, though. See, the difference there is the federal government still. It's against the law. Yeah, it's still illegal to to own or, or to have marijuana or smoke it or whatever, technically. But they just turn their heads from it now and let the states do whatever they're doing, well, which, yeah, which they're they're pay- they should. Which are because they're paying a bunch of taxes now on yeah. it. Yeah, sure. That's the only reason that it's federally illegal because they weren't getting their cut. Now it's now it's going to get turned over. Not maybe not this year or the next year. But eventually, they're just going to do away with federal marijuana laws. Just going who cares? Right. Cost so much money for nothing. Right. Some crap. Yeah. Basically, people getting loaded, like stoned. Right. As long as you're not like selling to little kids or doing, you know, uh, dumb shit, then who cares what you're doing? Right. Other drugs make you do dumb shit because, you know, you're like super addicted. It'll make you rob banks or stores or people or whatever. Pot, not so much. Pot's a, I think pot's a laid back drug. It's like drinking beer. You know what I mean? There's plenty of people that don't go rob people so they can get some beer. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I'll take your... I'll take your I've never met anybody that's <laughs> went to jail for robbing somebody so they could get some beer. Let's say that. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's possible, I guess. <laughs> I mean, anything's possible. Right. I just never heard of it. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there has been some idiot out there that's done that, you know, but uh, it's not common as it is with, like, crack addicts or heroin addicts or meth heads, you know. That, those type of drugs. Right. So, but like I said, whatever your flavor is, I don't care. You have at it. Bugs me none. Oh. Sorry. Uh-oh. Okay. Are we ready for this? What's that? The Federal Reserve... Raises interest rates by half point to fight inflation. They're the ones that caused it in the first place. This is such crap, man. Yeah, that's what they say. Well, that's what they did in the 80s, right? Or late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, and look what happened then. They said they kept raising the... The guy... I listened to a whole story about the guy that enacted that policy, and he said... I'm going to keep raising rates until inflation is under control. And he did. Okay. And it got way out of whack. And did, then, it, did it help? No. We've yeah. Seen, it, it slowed <laughs> everything way down forever. was in a, like a minor And now that's back when they had thing. ration gas and everything, right? No, this was this was after all that. I oh, I thought they rationed gas back in like the 70s, early well, 80s. Well, they did, but that was because of the um, oil crisis. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. The oil crisis. From yeah. other countries, right? Not here, I guess. Kills me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, jeez. 
Can we just have a happy medium here all the way around? <laughs> I mean, you would think so. I mean, honestly, you think the number one goal of every human being on the whole planet, your number one goal would just be, I just want to live my life and you live yours. That's right. it. But it's not. It's like, what's he got? Why has he got that? Well, I want one. Well, if I can't have one, then he shouldn't be able to have it. Well, this is ridiculous. It's like, well... I mean, you do know that this guy does this for a job, right? And you work at Shell. It's like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, it does matter. It does matter. Yeah. Your choices matter. Can't pick some, like, I'm not saying that working at Shell is a bad thing. I'm saying those jobs are meant for kids, uh, retired people that just want some extra income. You know, that that's not to raise your family on. That's not what it was intended for. That's right. For that's sure. not what that was intended for. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe back in the day, the guy who owned the gas station and they came oh, out yeah. there and pumped your gas for you and yeah, checked your check tire pressure and yeah. checked your oil and washed your windows and sped out your chain and one of them little change belts like a maniac. Yeah. Did we mention this on the show that I think New Jersey and um, uh, Oregon are two states that won't allow you to pump your own gas? Are you serious? You didn't know that? So we didn't mention it. Yeah. I know we were talking about Swifties one time on the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was going to bring that point up at one time, and I forgot about it, I think. They need to bring it back. Well, actually, New Jersey's thinking about it because of the high gas prices. Because, see, technically it costs more in New Jersey for gas because they have to pay somebody to pump your gas. So uh, they're thinking about doing away with it. Right. And so Oregon would be the only one left. I mean, I really thought it was cool when I was young to go rap to Swifties. Yeah. It was like a flashback from like back in the day when probably all gas stations were like that. But yeah. right, we can move on from I that. remember, I don't remember all of them like pumping gas for you. I do remember they they would, uh, uh, you know, like if you wanted them to like you could have them come out and check your oil for you or something like that i mean like they it wasn't like back in the 50s or something where they did all that but all right i want to know the new generation that are in their uh late uh, early 20s how many of them actually know how to change their oil or even check it <laughs> right really i bet it's less than half I don't know. Both my kids know how to do it. Well, yeah, because they're from rural America. <laughs> and well, you still change your oil. Right. Well, my, now my daughter probably wouldn't know how to change her oil, but she could probably figure it out for one thing, but she knows how to check it. Right. <coughs> All right I'll even ask her every once in a while. Check your oil. How can I change <laughs> it to make sure I got it you know, topped off right or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. That's another technology thing that's made people lazy. Like, you don't even have to check your oil anymore. There's sensors right. that are like, you need an oil change. Now, if they could get a sensor to change your tire, that'd be all right. <laughs> to change your tire, yeah. I mean, they do have low tire pressure gauges. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you need a new tire on this side right here. So, Sony rejected China's demand to scrub the Statue of Liberty from Spider-Man. 
a series. So they wanted them to take it off of a movie or something. Yeah, they wanted them to take them take it out of Spider Man. Spider Man. Yep. <laughs> In this, uh, hey, at least Sony's standing up to somebody, or you know, at least they're not going along with the main Hollywood narrative. Where right you know, bow down to China. I think I think like we've been talking about for a while. If they if they do something with Taiwan, it's going to change a lot of people's minds. I think a lot of those, uh, you know, NBA uh, owners and all that. You know, what would change the minds of a lot of people is if you could just get on a plane, fly to China, go in one of them factories, yeah, and see what's going on. Yeah. It would change your mind real quick. Exactly. Or. Go there! I guarantee you can find a documentary about this stuff. Go on there, and watch how these people live. It's crazy. It's like uh, it's like they used to do here to the coal miners, right? You know, yeah. they used yeah. to they have the store for the coal miners, yeah. and they paid them in the store money, and yeah. then they had the shop at the they store. Had the sh- shop at the store, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Of, yeah, but that's th- still going see, on. See, I don't think they can even leave, right? So they have to. No, they stay, have to stay there. Stay there, and they can only buy their goods there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's why they have nets around the building. Exactly. And they probably don't get paid shit. Yeah. Think about that whenever you answer your iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You complain about this, you know, over here is just so awful for everybody. It's yeah. Like, really. <laughs> how many uh, How many people in those factories think walking around with a $1,000 phone in their pocket? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now here's something that's very interesting. Okay. So Pope Francis says NATO started the war in Ukraine. Oh, wow. Yeah. By, uh, barking at Putin's door, he said. <laughs> well, he so, may not be wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's a different, you know. So somebody that has that much pull actually spoke out against the narrative. Wow. Yeah. But now we'll see if it changes anybody's minds. Yeah, we'll see now. We'll see. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, that's crazy. I seen that, and I was like, wow. Is that, I, that's, that's an actual story? Yeah. Yep. I, I, I seen that. Where, I where's that from? Uh, it's from Smart News. Oh. Yeah, you're not going to find that anywhere, hardly, unless you, like, <laughs> look for it. Right. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's oh, not mainstream. I'm sure it's not on New York Times front page. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but yeah, I thought I seen that and I thought, wow, man, that's a that's a really powerful message. Really, that is. Now, what if Putin starts playing that all over the airways in Russia? Or is the left going to complain about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, now they'll turn on all the Catholics. Oh yeah. So if you're a Catholic, oh, no, sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a Catholic, you guys better prepare. Guys and girls, I should say. Yeah, if you're a Catholic living in the United States, shit might be getting real bad for you here here in a little bit because of the Pope. (laughs) He sided with Putin. Carrying water for Putin. Well. Well, he has dementia. Somebody has to help him out. Yeah. (laughs) I don't believe that for one second. I don't either. Um, Yeah, there's a... I don't know, man. I've heard he had cancer. Had he, or heard he had a tumor. I've heard he has dementia. And I don't know. He's a pretty sharp guy for having dementia. I'm just yeah, saying. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you put if you wait put a wait a minute, our current president and him in a room. I was getting ready to say, where's the articles about 
Biden having dementia. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah, you're not going to see that here. <laughs> you're going to have to look elsewhere for that news story. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's, uh, okay, here, let's just play this clip real quick since we're talking about it. Since we didn't get to any of these in the first half. Hopefully these things don't screw me over with some technical difficulties. And it almost did. And it almost screwed me over. But <laughs> <laughs> I was ahead that time. Not that we like Putin either. Sorry, everybody. We don't. <laughs> No, I just think it's none of our business. Right. I understand this. Pretty covered up. All right, here we go. In addition to this supplemental funding, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains. Of Putin's kleptocracy, uh, yeah. <laughs> klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> We're not attacking Russia. We're helping Ukraine defend itself against Russian aggression. And just as Putin chose to launch this brutal invasion, he could make the choice to end this brutal invasion. Russia is the aggressor. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Russia is the aggressor. Which I don't know if I agree. I mean, I agree with they're definitely pushing, you know, the 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 fighting for sure. But I still don't care what people say because if all of a sudden China said they were aligning aligning with Canada and they were going to align with Mexico and put, start putting uh, weapons on the border, China weapons. We would not stand for that at all. Or what if what if uh, or this administration might just be like, yes, we're finally going to go to China. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't know what it, it's not only that. Not only just putting weapons there. It's like you know, um, we or the United States had people over there training their troops, right. To um, you know, fight against Russians because after they invaded Crimea, after Russia took Crimea, they've been nothing but bombing that the whole time. That's why that's I, that's the main reason why they went in there, I think. But not only that, but the um, uh, they also Ukraine dammed up the water that went to Crimea, so they couldn't get water. Right, they dammed up the river or whatever and that was the first thing they took out was that dam I guess yeah well here's some more Russian news real quick so hey, <clears throat> point though Russian news why is RT banned there was a lot of people from the United States that was actually on RT right which is Russian television or whatever it is Russian it's the Russian you know, media, I guess. Anyhow, and and they banned it just because Putin's acting irrational. But a lot of people lost their, you know, livelihoods. Right. A lot of United States people. Yeah, well, this administration doesn't care. Well, I mean. Cares about other people. Isn't it nice to, shouldn't shouldn't we hear the propaganda to see what he's saying? You would think that that would be the case. (laughs) 
since they're pushing the narrative well, that there's a bunch of propaganda. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? So, May 9th, which is next Monday, so this will come out, obviously, before then. Okay, May 9th is a big day for Russia, and what a declaration of war could mean. Okay? So, Western officials and analysts believe that that could change on May 9th. A symbolic day for Russia with a formal declaration of war will pave the way for Putin to step up his campaign. So, May 9th known, is known in Russia as Victory Day inside Russia that. because that's the day that they defeated the Nazis in right. 1945. Right. So, I'm just saying. Now, that, that could also be a bunch of crap. You know what I mean? They're probably trying, you know, they could also, that could be uh, American propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> There's plenty of that, too. Oh, for sure. Just a bunch of crap. I don't know why. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what what's going to happen. I reckon over the next how, well, however however long this shit goes on. I did hear that the EU is going to embargo the oil now, or they're trying to. Oh, really? The Russian oil. I think that's why gas went up again. You know it. Oh up. yeah, yeah. Four nineteen a gallon. Yeah, and it was down to what three eighty. Yeah. Like that. Of course. Maybe he needs to release another million barrels so it'll go back down. <laughs> yeah, let's send another thirty-three billion to Ukraine. <clears throat> Why not thirty-three trillion, Randy? We have all kinds of paper over here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. They've used up quite a bit. That's true. Maybe they're making it out of hemp. Maybe. Maybe that's what the, maybe that's what they're doing. I guess that's supposed to be the most most efficient way to make paper. Well, probably. It's probably why it got banned. Yeah, Obviously, that's sure why it is I'm, got I'm why sure. it is exactly why it got banned in the first place. <laughs> Man, it's just overwhelming. Like It doesn't matter what anyone says. The, the whole government's definitely corrupt. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like I said. As a whole. Right. It's just nuts. That, well, they've all left us. Um, well, I mean, technically, we're supposed to be governing ourselves, right? Isn't that what the, the way it's supposed to be? Technically. And now it's that, that we've let the like, government get too big over here over the generations. Like I said, if you're a constitutionalist, that's the way it should be. Um it's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Poole is listening to him one day. He's kind of a, he, he calls himself a, an old school liberal. But uh, he's he said he's center, le- or he's center left. But he said he's like the old way. He said he's not one of the whack jobs like they have now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyhow, he, he put it in a good way. He said, the Republicans have always been... They they say that the country's gone too far right. Well, he says the Republicans have always been where they're at. He he even had example after example he was listing. He goes, here's the thing. If you were a 1990s liberal, now they call you a right-wing person. Right. Because, you know, 
don't believe in certain things and you know what I'm saying. Right, yeah. And uh, he said, so really, technically, the left has just gotten way too far left. Right. Well, yeah. And then that's why that's why we don't play a lot of clips from the Republicans, because we already know how they stand on everything. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean anybody knows the stance on uh, that party. Like, yeah. yeah, it hasn't changed, really. Not too much. I mean, I think they, uh, some Republicans, I think, went a little bit uh more libertarian on some things right right like uh marijuana and right. you know that type, mm-hmm. type of stuff or whatever but then you know they're still hard nose like nope 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 right so but yeah but now it's uh, yeah this is they're the, the the left is the one democrats are the ones that were like defund the police yeah Crazy no. stuff. Yeah. Just crazy stuff. Abolish the police. Let us let us police ourselves. It's like, well, where's that going to lead? Well, I think... He oh, ha- yeah, it's going to lead right back to police stations. <laughs> right. <laughs> His point, I think he brought that up in... Uh, anyhow, he was like, the funny thing is, is, they say that, but then they call the right going too far right, which the right's always wanted to ban abortion you know stuff like right that. Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean that's the way they always thought right it, they didn't change they didn't go farther right that's just where they always were yeah <laughs> and now he said back in the 90s you, nobody would have said defund the police no never yeah 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 it's defund the police oh we don't want uh elmer fudd to have a gun right uh, we're taking Native Americans off all the stuff, even oh. though some of them say they're 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 totally proud of it that they you know of that. Oh yeah, Aunt Jemima, the one that invented <laughs> the syrup, right, gets taken off her own syrup that she invented. Now I don't know what kind of sense that makes. And let's not have free speech anymore. Yeah, let's not have that at all. No, we got to regulate that. Yeah. You should, uh, what do you that, get? Are you gonna have like a cuss jar or something where you like put fifty cents in so you can say what you think and then right. <laughs> maybe or you get a ticket? Is that how they're gonna yeah, do that? Yeah, you might get fined by the. Uh, I'm telling you to this day, I'm not kidding. You guys rent, buy whatever you have to do. Maybe it's free on whatever uh, TV, Netflix or something. Yeah, Demolition Man. Okay, right. I'm not kidding. They got all these machines all over the place where if you say shit or damn or any of this stuff, you get, you've been fined one demerit because <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you, that's where we're headed. You're going to get like ticketed and stuff if you get, you get caught saying shit. Well, the crazy lefties, yeah, have their way, that might happen. What kills me is like, they're the number one people over misinformation. Well... Not only that, but they always were before the biggest supporters of free speech. Right. I mean, they didn't have a Jewish guy. I mean, a Jewish guy defending the Nazis for their right to protest back in the day. Right. Right. I mean, if that happened now, the left would go nuts. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think, I think there needs to be a change, and it's going to have to start at the president, whoever the president is, obviously first. 
to start shrinking the government back down, like to where it's focusing only on stuff that they need to focus on and not stuff that's focused on at state level. Yeah. I think, I mean, even town have towns have ordinances, right? Like noise ordinances and all that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, when I was a kid, I knew, uh, on the weekends, Friday, Saturday nights, now noise ordinance was 11 o'clock where I grew up. So if, if it was 1130 and you were going down the main street with the music blasting out of your car, chances are you're getting pulled over. Now I lived in a jerkwater small town, but they're going to pull you over and they're going to tell you to turn it down and go home. Right. And if you want to be like, I don't have to answer you. I don't have to tell you who I am. Like, have you seen these videos lately of these people? No. I have the right to not answer. It's like, yeah, you have the right to have him jerk you out of that car and fuck you up real good. Why don't you just cooperate and move on with your life? It drives me crazy. But anyway, but yeah, I tell you, you need to go home and you need to turn the music down. <laughs> so what would we do? Guess what we did? We turned the music down and we left and went home because right. we didn't want any problems. Exactly. You know what I mean? I wasn't sitting there like... I don't have to turn it down. This is this is against my rights. It's like, no, there's a town ordinance. Don't care. They've had town ordinances since back in the day. Like, you know, you ride into a town on your horse. Right. They don't allow you to have guns in the town. you got to turn them in. Yeah. And then when you leave town, you can have your guns back. I remember I didn't realize that uh, Wyatt Earp actually established that in Tombstone, uh, Arizona. Right. When he became sheriff. Yeah. No I mean, more guns. Right. And the people that didn't want to obey that. Yeah. You know. That's why they had to shoot they, up. Okay, crap. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, these people that want to, like, push buttons with cops and not just be polite back. Unless the cop's a dick, then I can see, like, maybe getting a little attitude with them. You know, right. but, like, if, if you're going 80... And the speed limit's 60, and you get pulled over, and you crack your window. And he's like, uh, can you roll your window down for me? And you're like, nope, don't have to. This is as far as you need. I need to do it. Uh, pulled you over, you're going 80. Okay, I need your ID. Don't have to give it to you. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, you do. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you do. I think that is a law. If, like, if a police officer asks you for ID, you have to establish an ID. Well, here's the law. You have to have... A photo ID right. all the time. That's what kills me about this whole like voter thing that's going on. Yeah. It, it still kills me. It's like you want to go into a bar or just a regular restaurant and order a, a alcoholic drink. It doesn't matter what you look like. Okay, like my beard is almost fully gray now. It's crazy. Sometimes when I go to the liquor store to get beer, the same lady. That I go to there every time. If there's somebody in there that's usually not in that store, yeah. she cards me. She has to. Because, yeah, because that's the law. She could get it fine if she didn't. Right. I so know. she cards I, me. I knew, a, I knew a lady that worked at Speedway in town here. And the whole time I was on um, working in that one area, she was always there, you know, like, Every day. She'd been there forever. Right. And anyhow, um, I'd heard whenever, uh, I heard later on here 
not that long ago that she uh, she got fired, and she was she was real close to retirement, right? And she got fired because somebody came in and she sold cigarettes to an underage kid that was actually a agent for the, you know, whatever you call it. Yeah, the uh, excise. Yeah, excise people. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you got to have a alcohol to purchase or alcohol to purchase. <laughs> sorry, you got to have an ID to purchase alcohol. You have to ID to purchase tobacco products. You have to have ID to buy lottery tickets. You have to I have ID to fly on a plane. Uh, you have to have ID to buy movie tickets if you're under 17 and trying to watch a rated R movie. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. You have to have, I mean, you have to have ID, photo ID for a lot of things. And nobody, this is my problem. Nobody says one thing about anything else. Just voter. Oh, this is it's racist. This is the most racist thing ever. It's like, it has nothing to do with race, man. It has to do with fraud. I think I've heard, now I don't know if this is true or not, I don't know. I've heard that actually the, um, you know, uh, you know, the black community actually supports the voter ID laws. Right. But it's just the left-wing people. Oh, because they want... Um, because they want illegal aliens Im- to be Yeah, illegal immigrants to be able to vote, <laughs> which right. is bullshit. I think they made it legal in New York, didn't they? Yeah, which is a crock of shit. Is it New York? Yeah, that's crazy. they can vote lo- locally. That's crazy. Actually, that's one thing um, that guy brought up too. He said, "I am not for that." No, <laughs> that's crap, he man. Himself a lefty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bunch of horse shit. Yeah, um, it's illegal. And the, okay, and, number one, and the, they are illegally here. So why aren't they being deported back to their country? And in some places, they get health care. Right. And that's what pisses me off. That's why taxes are so high. This right. country's in the mess it's in. And it's, I'm not being racist at all. If you want to come here and be a citizen, I don't care what nationality you are. Right. Come over here and do it. Yeah. If I tried to go to any country, uh, Mexico, any, any country, yeah. yeah, and was like, I'm here to vote for your president, right. they'd be like... You can't vote here. <laughs> yeah, I can. Look, I have American ID. <laughs> They're going to be like, get the hell out of here. Or if you, you go somewhere and you're like, I want free health care here. Maybe, They're going to be like, I'm going to piss on you. Maybe you could say identify as Mexican. Yeah, identify as Mexican. <laughs> identify as Canadian. Right. Anyway, want my health care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... It just makes no sense to me. I don't know what we're doing here anymore. It's weird. Kind of weird. Yep. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, well, you want to wrap it up, Randall? Take a little short break. Sure. We appreciate everybody listening. Like always, we love you guys. So, I guess we'll be back next week. I hope you enjoyed the guests that we had on today. And, uh... Never know. We might have guests next week. Things are starting to pick up around the old Rural America podcast. I don't know why, but hey, as soon as the cards are falling, falling together, so I'm not going to disrupt them. Are we making more money now? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's okay. You start making too much money, it stops be, uh, starts it stops being fun, and you have to, you know. Yeah, I don't want. Job. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't want it to be a job one, and I don't want anybody to tell me what I can and can't say. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, so I guess we'll uh, 
catch you people next week. And uh, that was kind of racist, wasn't it? You people. I don't know. They just say oh, that in movies. Oh, they just oh, say that in right. movies all the time. You yeah, know what I mean? I remember the reference now. Yeah. What you Who, me? Rule American? When you huh? pointed it out. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All right, party people. We'll catch you next week. I'm Sean. I'm Randy. And this is Rule America. Rule America.